Today on the Get Ranked Podcast, the guys rank their top 10 Pixar Animation Studios films. You got a friend in me. Welcome to the Himalayas! You got a friend in me. I was hiding under your porch because I love you. Rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your You are a toy! Remember what you're all right, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to this. Good afternoon. Hello. Good evening and good night. Welcome to another episode of the Get Ranked Movie Podcast, where we take a look at a random topic and tell you our top 10-ish in most <laughs> cases. Um, yeah. I am one of your hosts. My name is Cody. And with me, as always, I am Nick. We are looking at a couple big releases this weekend um i'd say one i mean one reboot and one sequel reboot sequel it it, it, yes it's a sequel but i watched a interview with the directors or the director and and a couple of the producers and they were talking about how it is a sequel but it's kind of like wrapping up woody's story that started in the first one okay they never really looked at toy story they, 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 when Toy Story 3 ended, you know, everyone figured that was the end. I assumed it was the end, but, and they did too. But once they looked at it, they realized they had a good story to kind of follow it up to continue that arc that happened in that. So they're kind of talking like it's, it's Woody's last one, but I, I mean, I doubt it. But I mean, be yeah, interesting that's hard if to, it is. Yeah, that's, that, that's hard to wrap my head around. If, yeah. Um, I mean, they got a, kind of they got a huge franchise with, with Toy Story. And I mean, yeah, I, I was, I was okay with three being the last one. And when they oh. first announced four, I was kind of annoyed. But as I'm seeing pissed. more and more about it, uh, it's 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 growing on me. Yeah, I, I was actually furious. And we'll get into it once we get into our list about Toy Story 3. But I was furious when they announced the fourth because I felt like, how do you follow up Toy Story 3? That had one of the best endings. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like, why would you tar- like my my, th- my fear was... The movie wouldn't be good, and it would tarnish everything. I mean, granted, yes, those movies are still there. It's not ruining those movies, but it can happen. You can have a sequel that can tarnish what you feel about the other one or the emotional impact of another one because of what you do in in, an, in, in a sequel. Right. So I was really concerned about that. But Buzz has been very good. What the director talked about in that interview gave me really high hopes, and so I'm I'm I know for a fact I'm seeing both movies this weekend. <laughs> Child's Buzz Play as and in Toy Story talk about four. the movie, not Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. It could be both, or it could be both. It could be both. <laughs> um, yes, I've I've heard yeah really good things about Toy Story so far. Um, I can't wait. Everybody, so to switch over to Child's Play, this was a very polarizing movie for anybody who was involved with any of the other Child's Play movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole hashtag not my Chucky, yep, was going around, and I know like the old actors are yeah pissed about well well it's because the old series is still going right they're like they're they're remaking the original with this one has nothing to do with the original creator he has he and he's probably just a producer and uh you know characters created by credit mm-hmm. none of the cast come back it's a complete remake but they the creator still has the rights to continue doing chucky films on his own so that series the original series is still going to continue they're actually doing a tv show and all the cast is coming back brad Dourif's coming back so it's just one of those things where it's like it, it it was it was dumb for them to do that like i said that since the beginning since we've been talking i feel like about child's play since the first episode of this show mm-hmm. 
Um, just give the budget of the remake to th- this guy and let him do a theatrical, another theatrically released movie. You know, like he's been doing straight to DVD the past couple movies. They've been very good. Curse and Cult, I, I quite enjoy. But give him that budget. But honestly, as they've come out with more and more about the new one, I'm really eager to actually see it now. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean um, I, Mark Hamill as as Chucky, I'm I'm very eager to see, and I I just I same deal. I've read or watched an interview with the kid from the movie, and he talked about it, and I've read a little bit about it, and I'm I'm quite eager to see it now. I'm 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 curious to see if they can pull it off. I I, I don't think reviews are out for it yet, but um, I'll be very curious. I I am going to see it regardless, but yeah, and I'm I'm still teetering back and forth. I probably won't see it. <laughs> Probably. I'm not a horror person. <laughs> um, I I like the idea of the, the AI gone rogue. Um, I'm trying. I'm I'm still. You know, we haven't heard that it's anything but that. And I mean that. I don't think they're gonna. You know. No, that's that. That's what it is. It's AI. So it's it's another. It's Hal Nine Thousand. Yep. Um, meets Alexa. Yeah, and small soldiers. And small sh- and small soldiers. Yes, that was. I think my favorite reference was this is a sequel to Small Soldiers. It's the AI from the Toys Gone Rogue. <laughs> I just uh, I I I'm against them doing the AI because I mean the the whole story be the original is it's a possessed toy, which I think is scarier when you know it's a human in a doll's mm-hmm. body. But you know they they want to do something different, I guess. But you know I, I we'll see how it is. If he still has a good personality and it's not. You know, like, 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 if he has a personality to where he seems like a person because the AI is like self-aware and it's it's he's Chucky, right? I'll be happy. But if it's you know Mark Hamill doing you know I have to kill you, you know, like that will suck. Yeah, and I think they, I don't think they would have cast Mark Hamill to just do a robot voice. I think they would have cast him for a personality voice. Now whether he'll recreate one of his other voices or come up with something new or like you mentioned uh, something he was he kind of sounded like Brad Dourif. He did, and the very first teaser we got with him, he says, like, goodnight, Andy, at the end, and it sounded like him. But I played with my Oculus Quest last week. They come out with a Child's Play VR. Oh, no. And it's like a four-minute little just YouTube experience. You know, it's the little video where you're walking through a supermarket and Chucky's chasing you around. Like and you really don't get a good a few years Correct. ago. Yep. You don't really get a good look at Chucky until the very end he dives from behind a couch and stabs you and the screen goes red. And you hear him laugh and he I forget what he says, playtime's over or something. He says something and you actually get to hear more of Mark Hamill. He sounds like the Joker. Is he? Yeah, that that was my <laughs> worry was that he was just going to yeah. redo the Joker. Yeah, I'll be curious. And Grant, it's, again, it's one line. I really won't be able to have an opinion until I see a whole performance. But, you know, it, from that, he sounded like the Joker, but... Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, too. (laughs) And then, I mean, the biggest thing with both of these movies coming out the same weekend has been the Child's Play marketing team. Yes. The posters. They are, yeah, destroying Toy Story, literally. We saw it today, right? We we predicted it, and we We, were right. (laughs) The last one we have left is Ham. Is Ham, yeah, which I, I, it's got to be a broken piggy bank, right? Yeah, I can't imagine it anything else. And, like, it doesn't even need to you know look like them because they've been changing the characters ever so slightly to make it the, so you know it's buzz Lightyear. you know the it's closest they've come is rex yeah well the closest they've come is today was rex yeah that that's rex that's rex you know like that's full on him so I, i'm surprised they got they, they did that um, slinky but... dog was well slinky dog was just the, his tail end right Wouldn't be any slinky dog right whereas rex like this clearly looked like him yeah but... so you Maybe know, they have permission now. <laughs> it could be. It's all in good fun. You know, I mean, it was genius putting it on the same day anyway. So Right. 
tell the tell the grandparents that come to the theater. <laughs> I want to see the movie with the toys that come to life. With the toy that comes to life. I would pray that any worker would realize that if they have kids, they're going to see Toy Story. Or no, hopefully that they've kid trained selling their ticket is to say, too stoned to care. <laughs> or these theaters are training the kids to say which one, <laughs> Toy exactly. Story or Child's Play. So. All right. Any any other news, Cody? Besides those, I slow week for news. I mean, we'll talk oh, a little bit during the uh, draft on a couple things, but all right. I have nothing else for news, so if you're ready, we can move into our show. All right, and I want to start out by saying this list was more difficult than I expected. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, I had I had the ten movies, and then putting them in order was so. Like I know I. I knew, like, from the start that I wasn't going to have a handful of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think I was left with about 15 okay. that I liked. And then um, I finally got it down to 10. But then I still had to put those 10 in order. And yeah. I I think I'm good with my order right now. Um, hopefully I'm not changing it throughout the show. <laughs> I... uh. It, this one was especially difficult because we have we we decided to do a studio that has almost a golden record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, there's really only like two or three missteps in their entire catalog of 25 years of doing movies. Right. Um. So, if for those of you who for some reason skipped ahead and didn't listen to the beginning of the show or read the title, we are doing Pixar animated. Pixar's animation films, animated films for this week in honor of Toy Story 4 releasing this this weekend. Pixar Animation um, Studios. Pixar Animation Studios animated films, uh, which we figured what, there was like 20 of them? There, 22? Toy Story 4 is 21. 21 films so like in the series. 20 that we can work with because neither of us have seen Toy Story 4. Exactly. Yeah, we, we don't have that luxury. Uh, so 20 films to pick from, and we had to pick half. So mm-hmm. that, I feel like, is why it was hard. You know, when we did like jump scares, you know, we have a whole, you know, 50, 60, 70 year history of movies to pull from. Pixar, it's 20 films, and they're all pretty damn good, years. Save, for, save for a couple of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it definitely was hard for me. I, I, I kind of knew for sure what my top like five would be. It was just kind of positioning. Um, the, the other five were ones I figured were going to be in there, but again, it was, it was positioning. So yeah, this, this was, it was a harder one than I expected. It was fun. And I mean, know? I think. I think our lists are going to be similar in content, not necessarily order. Probably. That um, usually seems to be how it goes when we have a small sample. Small sample. Very punt-heavy <laughs> episodes. Size. Exactly. So uh, we'll see you in like five minutes for the box office draft. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so before we jump into them, for those of you who are new to the show, here's how the show works. Each week, Cody and I pick a, a topic based on pop culture. Movies, television, video games, books, whatever we choose that week. Usually having to do with something coming out that week, but if not, we make it up as we go. Once we pick that topic, Cody and I then go our separate ways. We each create a top 10, of our own personal top 10, based on whatever topic we chose. And then we come back here, we trade each other, we trade our lists with each other, back and forth, till we get down to our number one. We talk about our choices, we laugh, we cry, we go home happy. Cody, what do you say? I say, I'm trying to think of a good pun, to infinity and beyond. There we go. That works. <laughs> I'll take it, and I'll just do a whale sound. <laughs> All right, Cody, I think it's your week. All right, so to start out with my number 10 Pixar Animation Studios film, my number 10 is Cars. 
Mine too. Okay. <laughs> it seems like the perfect position for this film. <laughs> I wanted it on my list, but it's not my. Me too. Th- yeah, but it's it. Yeah. Um, Honest, honestly, I'll just tell you right now. I don't have Coco on my list, but it probably should have been my number ten slot. Okay. But I wanted Cars instead. Okay. So, um, Cars. It's a movie where everyone is a car, and I. Or the cars have murdered all the people. Or the cars have taken over the world. (laughs) Um, Yes, go look at the Pixar theory, if you have not, that all the Pixar films are connected to each other. It is a very freaky theory and puts them in a weird timeline, but it is very cool. Unfortunately, it hasn't been updated, I think, since uh, Brave. Oh, really? Um, Unfortunately, he stopped editing or stopped updating it sometime around 2012 or 13, but... Um, Yeah, at this point in the story, uh, the cars have taken over the world because uh, of something. I don't even, I can't even remember. Um, Okay. Oh, yeah, cars. Cars. Um, I think I love a lot of this movie because of the puns and Mm -hmm. um, in the names of pretty much all the characters that are not main characters. Um, I love the acting in this movie. Um, And it's, it's, you don't always see... I mean, uh, Pixar has a track record of either casting really, really big actors or not, really... not not often, though. Yeah, that's very rare. Or yeah, or more most like more than likely either like medium scale act or like big actors in their main roles and then like big side characters um, and then, yeah, that's, that's and then be... unheard of characters and unheard yeah, of that... actors. That's going to be a theme as we continue along, and it's been one of the things I love about Pixar is they don't necessarily go for the big name. They go for who's going to be good for the part. They go for who fits and what kind of voice they're exactly. looking for. Exactly. It's not necessarily, you know, obviously for Toy Story, they went with Hanks and, and Alan because it was their first one. They needed those that that star power, I think. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Bugs Life, the Flick is played by Dave Foley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, but he's perfect. He's perfect. And that's, that's what I love about Pixar is they don't necessarily go for the big obvious choice. Obviously, they do here and there as like cars for sure. Owen Wilson. Owen Larry Wilson is the arrogant and uh, Paul Newman as the old wise. Yeah. yeah. Which is perfect. It, but again, even him, like he was kind of on his way out, sad to Paul say. Newman. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> you know, um, um, but he was still that big he's wise. Uh, he's that person that you respect. Ex- which is perfect. And, for and the he part. has that, that strong voice. Um, Same with Larry the Cable Guy. Love him or hate him, he's awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and then all the cameos in this one, especially, like, um, mm. the NASCAR drivers that played, uh, you know, their their counterpart, their counterpart in the movie. Um, Michael Keaton, Beetlejuice, as the bad guy, or as the antagonist. He's, chi- he's Chick Hicks. He's Chick Hicks. Kachika. Yeah. Kachika. <laughs> yeah, I love Chick Hicks. I, I, you know me, I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan, and he's going to pop up later, too. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he he was awesome as Chick Hicks. You know, small bit part, but he's fun. He's, he's the green he's the green car with the mustache, right? Yep. <laughs> and all of his pit crew has mustaches. <laughs> That's um, right. And I like seeing how like these cars are still they're they're still cars, so they still get the tire changes, they still get the engine tune ups, but it's other yes. cars working on them. I love the the forklifts or the pit crew. The and mm-hmm. I love all of the. I think the, the word is the vistas. Like yeah. when when they pan over the 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 environment, all of the mountains are shaped like car fenders. I've which, never caught that, really. Yeah, the the mountain range is like car fenders, and okay, um, I'll have to check that out. I never caught know, that. The hotel is traffic cones, and I, it, I knew that. Yeah, well, I knew yeah, that. that's it, the big obvious one. Um, but and then it's it's a look at how you know rural life has 
evolved disappeared. and disappeared and degraded with, you know, the, the express route. And take take some time to take the scenic route sometimes is the big message. And I I take that to that's, heart. Anytime I drive far distances, yeah. I try not to take the highway. I try to take that's the road less here. traveled. And that's going to be a big thing we're going to come back to a lot during this episode is, is obviously Pixar is, is a master at weaving adult themes into kids films mm-hmm. but but they are a master at using themes that you know kids are never going to really get until they get older but adults will really appreciate them i think adults would definitely appreciate the theme and this it's why i've liked it more and it's probably why it is my 10 i have a lot of fun with this movie i completely understand that it's it's a low rated it's 75 percent rotten tomatoes where most pixars are in the 90s or high 80s oh wow um yeah, for the most, I think the Toy Story 4, last time I checked, which was a couple of days ago, so it's, I'm sure it's changed now, but it was at 100%. Um, I'm sure Armand White, a guy that is contrarian all the time, probably gave it a bad review now. He did that for Toy Story 3 and popped it out of 100. But, um, is, you know, I, I get why people don't like it as much, because it definitely is a little weaker in terms of the theme and, and, and whatnot, and it is a little goofier and more slapstick than normal. Right. But I like it for that. I like. I don't mind Larry. The, I don't like Tomater, or I don't mind Tomater at all. I don't like what they do with the second one, which is all about him. Right. I'll just put it out right now. I don't like Cars two at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on my list. It's nowhere near my list. It's definitely you know bottom That's of the barrel of their for me. Oh, absolutely. To me, it's one of their missteps. I, I, it's, it's fine. It's just there's no real theme in that movie. It's just a spy film. Right. Um, and I don't have Cars 3 on my list, but if it's on yours, we can talk about it later. But Nope, not on mine. Neither one of them. Okay, okay so for Car- did you see Cars 3? I, that's the, the, the one I haven't oh, that's seen right. yet. That's yep. right. You said you hadn't watched it yet. Um, Cars 3 is not bad. They definitely go back to kind of what worked with the first one, which is kind of a smaller scale film. Said right. it more about Lightning McQueen, and that one's more about him having to deal with letting the spotlight move on to somebody else. You can now become the role. You're older. Become the role that Doc had. Okay. With this, with this new racer, and it's actually quite good. It's, it's probably top fifteen if I'd have, to, if I had to rank it. But the first cars is fun. It's got some good jokes, and I do love, like you said, the, the, the overarching theme of, you know, being forgotten, kind of, and, and like you said, trying to, like you said, take the beaten path every now and then, mm-hmm. and then find these, these hidden gems. Yep. Um, so I, I like cars a lot. It's like you said though, it's kind of the same reasoning where, like, I probably could have put Coco at ten. But I wanted cars right. <laughs> because okay. just I grew up with cars, you know, it was what, 2006, I believe. Yeah. You know, so I was like 15, 16. So, you know, a little older probably than the demographic, but it was just on all the time. Yep. And it was, it was on our store loop at work. I think yeah, a lot of these so, were. Exactly. So it was just one of those where it's like I've seen it a lot. So I just mm-hmm. appreciate it a lot more than I think a lot of people do. So anything else on cars, Cody? Um, No, I don't think I have anything else on cars. We can. That was so my number 10 and your number 10. I know how perfect nice place <laughs> when, for you, it. when you said it right before you said, it, I was like, he's going to have cars here. <laughs> I just know because it's just it is that number 10 movie, you know, where like granted there are probably some that are better, but it's just I don't know. Nostalgia just I just felt like you'd have it there, too. Yep. Yeah. And right, it's, so it's a nostalgia thing. Most, yeah. Exactly. A lot. Yeah. Which that whole movie is all nostalgia. Exactly. The whole theme, you know. So. All right. Moving down to my number nine, which is probably going to be one that's going to piss people off because I know a lot of people have it quite a bit lower than I do. Um, my number nine is the Incredibles. That's, that's the one of the ones that I left off my list. Okay. Interesting. So I'm not going to be the one that's pissed everyone off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So The Incredibles has never been one that I've been as crazy for as everybody else. Uh, you know, usually when we do these lists, I'll look some up online just to see how other people have ranked them, just to kind of get an idea. Like, oh, that's right, I really do like that. You know, okay, I see how they've ranked it. How would I rank that too? Yep. The Incredibles, when I've been looking, is usually top five. Yeah. There was a couple I saw I had at like number two. I wouldn't do that, as you can see, and you didn't either. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but The Incredibles is one that. I, I enjoy a lot. It's just not one I went back to a lot. Um, but it's the best Fantastic Four film ever made. <laughs> it really that, is. That really, yeah, that it. is really true. It, it is. It's the best Fantastic Four film we've ever gotten. Um, and it's. Uh, I really like it. Again, I like the theme behind it. I like, you know, it's about, you know, fading legacies almost. Mm-hmm. You know, but having to shield away and, and not letting yourself be shielded away. Like, I'm saving people. I want to do it. You know, and I like that. I like Syndrome, the villain. I think Jason Lee is awesome. You know, it's yeah. another instance of, and The Incredibles is a massive example of Pixar not casting stars. And, and not to say that Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter aren't stars, but they're not people you can put on a poster and be like, oh my God, I got to go see that new Craig T. Nelson film. <laughs> I mean, Coach what else had Craig this, T. Nelson you know? been in recently before Cars came, or before The Incredibles came before out? Before The Incredibles, he was coach. Coach. been off the air for like probably 10 years, you know? Right. But he's perfect. He as is. Bob Carr, Mr. Incredible, and Howie Hunter is awesome, and same with Jason Lee. He's really good as Syndrome. Um, it's just, it's a fun movie. It's kind of for me along the same lines as, as Cars. I don't get a lot out of the movie as much as i do the other ones on my list in terms of like emotional weight to them like the movies of pixar i love as you'll see as we go along are the ones that really hit me mm-hmm. and that's why i love them whereas the incredibles i don't really get a lot of like emotion out of it it's just a fun superhero film yeah i don't i don't get any emo- really yeah no big emotional stuff from mm-hmm. uh it, it's it's laughs uh the incredibles yeah, is, just is laughs and and thrills like um, sam jackson's awesome yeah you know and um I always like the 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 whole character of Edna. How you know she's always been this soup. She is the yes. one that they go to design the superheroes uh, costumes. Yeah, the whole the whole cape thing and how that no how that and... is the downfall of Cinderella. Because, I mean, hey, give it to Pixar for for killing their villain in a really graphic way. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I mean, he gets sucked into a jet engine. Yeah. Um, and you said you hadn't seen the second one, right? That was one you didn't right, get to. Yeah, and I can already hear so, the comment section of the of the of the. <laughs> this isn't a fair list. Cody didn't even see all the movies. Well, I'll tell you right now, you've seen the first Incredibles. You've seen the second Incredibles. That's what I've read a lot of. I, I started <laughs> the Incredible uh, Incredibles two, and um, good. I, I I I got into it, and I like I think I fell asleep. Um, yeah, no, it was like I started it late and okay. didn't get which up. Is, which, it, no, it's 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 quite good. It's very good. But it's, it's just, just a rehash. It's, it's it's the same plot as the first one, but instead of Mister Incredible going off to be the superhero, it's Mrs. Incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's Elastigirl. Yeah. You know, it's it's her going off to do stuff, which is fine. It's just the same with the the villain plot is almost the same as the first one. And I don't want to spoil too much for you, but in terms of like the bait and switch they do, because you know, remember in the Incredibles, you know, he goes there thinking he's helping, and no, you're actually going to be the guinea pig for Syndrome's big robot thing. So it it it, it right. follows a lot of the same beats. But the second one has some really fun moments. There's a there's a fight, an extended fight scene with a raccoon with the baby that is probably one of the funniest moments in the movie for like the last five years. I, I always did uh, <laughs> like the Jack Jack stuff. So the end uh-huh. of the end of the Incredibles and then the the babysitting the, mini the short movie. story yeah. one or the short movie. Yeah, if you get a chance, you'll have to look up the the fight scene with the raccoon because it is hysterical. Yeah, I'll watch the movie. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you should. It's good. Like I said, it's just it's it's the same thing, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. You know, I enjoy it quite a bit, but you know, it's it's fun. But yeah, anything you want to add other than that, Cody, on the Incredibles before we move um, on? No, I mean, I always again the the scenery in this movie, like when they're running through the jungle and they're oh, that's uh, very good. Um, pretty much anytime Dash is running and everything's just whizzing by, it, the animation on that was oh like, yeah phenomenal. The friend, um, no, I mean it's it's a good movie. And of, and of course the underminer <laughs> and the underminer, um, which we forgot to mention Mac when we were talking about cars. That's true. And we got yeah. the underminer and um, which which is one thing I do love about the sequel, The Incredibles. The movie picks up right, right where the first one left off. off. You actually yeah. get to see them fight the underminer, which is cool because I just I love John Ratzenberger as the underminer. You know, mm-hmm. you may be above me, but you're all beneath me now. You know, it's just he's just so over the top, such a villain. You know, and I was. Rewatch or I was watching a few of the the movies that I hadn't seen um, over the weekend, and like I'm sitting there, it's like, and I got to the end of like the second movie that I was watching, and I was like, wait a minute, I've missed John Ratzenberger in both of those, so I had to go look up who he was and then watch those scenes again. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, his, yeah, there, his voice there are wasn't a couple obvious. that you, yeah, there are a couple that you blink and you miss. It's mm-hmm. it's funny, and but. yeah, I mean, good on them for keeping john ratzenberger having a paycheck oh yeah he's awesome i love ratzenberger he's cliff he's cliff all right cody so my number nine was the incredibles what's your number nine so my number nine is um a movie about emotions my number nine is inside out all right that's my number eight so we can talk about it now i i i I, inside out was a very interesting movie because i mean we see this kid growing up and all the emotions that are going through her head and i love the fact that every emotion is its own personification Mm -hmm. um and again not huge actors but perfect like um oh yes yeah it's another instance of that i mean louis Louis black Black, is anger he's he is the most spot-on casting choice of probably the last 20 years (laughs) he's so good um and I, i i love the whole like the side story with the you know, the imaginary friend, what happens to him when he's gone. And I mean, it, the, I can't remember the imaginary friend's name. Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Yes. And I, it's, it's, yeah. Cause I remember, I, I don't remember much of my imaginary friend from mm-hmm. my childhood, but it, it's, you know, it was, it Is, was cool to see how they personify it in was, the mind. Had you seen this before or did you watch this for this? Um, I saw this a while ago. Okay, so I'm just going to put this out there because you brought up Bing Bong. Mm-hmm. I cannot watch that scene without completely breaking it in <laughs> down into tears. I com- I refuse to watch that scene if I'm watching it on TV. Is because it-, it, it when he looks up and says, take her to the moon for me, and then disappears, I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is so beautiful and so well done. That it is, it just gets me every damn time. You didn't cry? Bing Bong disappears, Cody. I probably teared up. I, I, I probably <laughs> really time. did tear up. I and, it's, it's been a minute since I've seen yeah, this movie. And Giacchino's score is so good in that movie. You know the da 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 da. It's just mm-hmm. it's so awesome. Go ahead. I'll let you continue. No, and I, I'll give thoughts. But you brought up Bing Bong. I brought I up Bing Bong. Um. And I, I love how, you know, some emotions, like, yeah, and they they, pers- they they put a narrative for, like, how a child's thought process is. Like, if they suddenly have a period of time where they're not 
happy about anything, it's because, you know, happiness is lost somewhere in the subconscious. And yep. it, it, it was a really, it, the, the movie was a big thinker. It, it is totally intended a, because it's a very cerebral film for a kid's film. And, and it, and it worked though. It still had, you know, the bright colors and the, the comedy and, um, the, the, it's it's yeah it's it still definitely plays as a kid movie but yeah as you mentioned before it's it has that full theme for adults and they can see they they there's something there for the parents mm-hmm. the, the fact that the overarching theme of this film the outcome theme of this film is that it is okay to feel sad mm-hmm. to let that sometimes you need to feel sad to feel happy is so crazy that they would have that be the theme of a kid's film and that it works as well as it does just proves how masterful Pixar is at everything they do. Yeah. You know, it is just incredible. Like the the moment at the end of that film where the daughter starts crying and tells her parents she's not happy, you know, because, you know, they move or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's when Joy realizes, you know, well, that's what she needs. She needs to feel sad to be able to feel happy because it helps her remember her her good times, you know. Yeah. It's like holy shit. <laughs> you know. Nothing it's needs just, to and then the whole thing in the end where so nothing good. where nothing needs to be just driven by one emotion when we see like exactly. the mixed memory balls. They're the, all doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's yeah. Yeah, you don't it, it, you know, it, it also it's about growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's I just I I really I this was one of the first Pixar films I didn't see in the theater. Um up to like let me look at their release date. Cody talk. Um, I also wanted to say I love the uh, like the during the credit scenes with all of the uh, like the parents' uh, <laughs> minds and the like <laughs> when so she good. holds the boy's hand and all of the remember, all of the emotions in the boy's head are all freaking out because they don't know what to <laughs> do. <laughs> it, is, it is so well done in that regard. Uh, um, the, yeah, the whole the whole ending uh, there the credits bit is gold and uh, Mm because really yeah the whole movie we just get the the one kid's emotions but to show that you know how that you know it's everyone that has the the five emotions and how they react in different circumstances and i just Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i saw every pixar film in the theater up to i want to say cars 2 i didn't see cars 2 okay i didn't see cars 2 in the theater i didn't see brave i didn't see monsters university and i didn't see inside out so I watched it when it came out on Blu-ray or whatever, and I remember thinking, "All right, let's see what this is." Getting good, re- I think I was just burned out by Cars Two got really terrible reviews, Brave got really bad reviews, Monsters University I saw when it came out and I enjoyed it. I just it just didn't get great reviews, so I didn't go. So Inside Out was getting good reviews, but I just I still didn't go see it. And so when I put it down, I was like, "All right, let's see what all the fuss is about," because you know if it's Pixar back on their game after those misfires. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just completely blown away. And like I said, emotional wreck during Bing Bong. <laughs> and just just the way they do, they do everything. You know, the whole nightmare sequence is awesome. Mm-hmm. With the clown. Like, that yeah. is, the, like I said, the personification of all the different aspects of a person's mind and emotions was 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 so good. So, I, I yeah, that was my number eight. So, it's like, we're really close on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's damn good, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it is a very good movie. I think that was one I missed where Ratzenberger was and I had to go back and see it when I watched mm-hmm. it the first time. I think me too. Because it, was, it wasn't as obvious, you know, as, as some of his other roles. Right. So. And I always love, what was it, Toy Story, or Cars, at the end of Cars, when they're going through all of the cameos. <laughs> they're of, watching the movies. They're watching the movies in the movie theater, and it's like, wait a minute, they just keep using the same <laughs> actor. 
this is just lazy. But it's the car versions of all those exactly. movies. Exactly. The abominable yeah. snowmobile. <laughs> the abominable <laughs> snowmobile. That's right. Oh, uh-huh. anything else on Inside Out, Cody? No, that that's all I have on Inside Out. All right. So. So on to my number seven. No, eight. I'm bad at numbers. You're eight. Yep, you're eight. Cars, cars, cables, <laughs> inside out. So speaking of the abominable, abominable snowmobile, my number eight <laughs> features the abominable snowman and all of the other monsters in the closet working at Monsters Incorporated. That's my number seven. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about it now. Oh, I just wrote seven instead of Monsters, Inc. For... <laughs> so Monsters, Inc. is one of those, again, um, an interesting look at your childhood. Mm-hmm. Like Inside Out, we talked about like the inside of your mind. Um, Monsters Inc. You know, we're looking at the inside of the closet. What's in the closet? What's the monster behind the closet? What their life is like? Which who would have thought they could come up with this much of a movie over that? Mm-hmm. And the whole reason that you know, whole reason that monsters scare kids is for power. It, it's genius. <laughs> it really is. The fact that they decided, <laughs> you know, let's do a movie about the monsters in your closet that are usually scaring you that these monsters are also terrified of you. Exactly. (laughs) Like a spider. They're more scared of you. Exactly. What they are afraid of. The fact that they're doing it purely for the power, which Mm -hmm. is such a good idea. And then, you know, obviously the flip at the end where no laughter is a much better power. Exactly. So of course the monster in the closet comes out and starts doing stand up comedy and who better than (laughs) Billy Crystal (laughs) and that it doesn't work. So he has to swallow the microphone. Yep. Um, which I laughed at the jokes that he was saying at the end, just saying <laughs> oh. that that kid had no appreciation for the comedy Did you gold. Watch it for this? No, I didn't. I, this oh. is one of the ones that was on the store loop. I've seen this movie okay. dozens, if not hundreds of times. This is one of the first, you know, I loved Toy Story. And then I think they did Bugs Life and Toy Story 2 and then this. This is one of the first Pixar movies I watched almost like nonstop <laughs> around yeah. the time it came out, you know, because it was so funny to me. The 2319 still gets me every time. Mm-hmm. You Which know. I had the I had the the robot or the toy of that uh, of that monster the CDC oh, the, agent the orange uh, oh the CDC agent the, or the, the monster C- that gets the sock um I had the McDonald's toy of the monster with the sock but then I had okay. like the toy I we bought it at the store at, of the 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 center the the CDC I don't think it was that's what they were called um but, but the containment yeah. unit um robot and when you press the button it said we have a twenty three nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> which i always um 2319 the 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 lore that i've read is portray to letters of the alphabet 23 is w 19 is s which just is white sock no that's awesome <laughs> that's that's what that. i've read in that's what i've read i don't oh, i'm sure i haven't looked much more into it but it probably i mean pixar is they always do that crap uh-huh. um another instance of them not casting huge stars and to me john goodman is a massive star so is crystal but you know this movie was what 2000 2001 i think 2001 yep 2001 so you know they were in stuff but not huge i mean goodman's never been like goodman had been had finished roseanne in the yeah, early he, 90s so yeah, i mean he was roseanne, few years he was, out of that he wasn't yeah he was he did the he did the flintstones he was in stuff you know big lebowski and stuff but you know, he wasn't necessarily like, oh, we're going to get Brad Pitt to be a monster. No, they got right. two guys who work really well together and are perfect for those parts. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's same with um uh, Buscemi as Randall. The bad guy. Um, I forgot who plays uh, Water Noose, but, you James know, he's, Coburn. 
James Coburn. That's right. You know, James Coburn. He's perfect. You know, it's just another instance of Pixar casting people who are going to be good for their part, not necessarily who's going to draw people in. Because by this point, they need to do that anymore. Mm-mm. People yeah, are going to go see a Pixar themselves. film yeah. because it's Pixar, you know. And this, the relationship between Sully and Boo is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have Monsters U? Well, I guess I can't ask if you have it on your list, but I don't have Monsters U on my list. Me neither. And I'm, okay. I'll say I'm disappointed that they didn't do a sequel. I'm disappointed I, that I they did too. a prequel because I we am, knew I like the too. secrets of everything. We knew that the scares are worthless. We knew. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, but it was it was still fun to see how they met and, and whatnot. It was. I just it just wasn't like you said. I think we people and audiences would have gotten more out of a sequel than they would have, than they did out of Monsters University, which is still a fun movie in its own right. It is. Um, but I just think the first one is just so good, and it was. I don't know. I, I don't really have much to say because it's just I just want to talk about the scenes, <laughs> you know. Exactly. But I just I love it. I love it. Anything else on Monsters Inc., Cody? No, I'm just laughing about the the Yeti uh, with the snow cones. Don't worry, they're <laughs> lemon. Snow cones. That's right. Oh. Ratzenberg is great. That was one of the first. I will say this: the hair animation in this movie was the first time I ever took notice of something like that in an, in an animated film. And I was watching some of the special features of this, and um, Sully's hair alone—he had so much hair that they had to like build an entire you, they, Pixar and Apple worked very closely together during this time and Apple, they, they basically Apple owned a stake in right. Pixar so they actually had like an entire server farm dedicated to rendering Sully's hair. hair yeah I just I, I, I distinctly remember like I said it was the first this and then Shrek the same year mm-hmm. with Donkey's Fur where like this was like the first movie with that that I took notice of like Jeez, like yeah. Oh, and this so much more than Shrek. Individual hairs. Well, yeah, because with with Shrek, it's just it's, it's donkey. Just donkey, but Sully which still is... was great. But this was it's constantly moving, and then to then add the abominable snowman who has snow on him with the hair, mm-hmm. like was just incredible. I was blown away even at that age to be like, wow, like this is animated, you know? Because by that point, the hair was always just blocky. Right, it was, it was just, just a solid surface. A, sol- a solid surface that was that's hair, texture, you know. Yeah, not exactly. So it was just awesome. Stranded. That was individual strands of hair, and I just I and then you also have Roz, who was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't that Brad Bird? No, it was Brad Bird or Andrew Stanton. It was one of them. One of the people that worked on it because they're always like same with Edna and The Incredibles. It's one of them. Edna was Brad Bird, right? Yeah. So it's probably Bob Peterson was Roz. Bob Peterson. Okay, so the same guy plays Doug and Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's always one of the fun things about Pixar is that they all work in-house. You know, most of these films are by the same people. Mm-hmm. And, save for a couple. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just uh, Monsters, Inc. is fun. It was the first one I remember my mom really loving. Like, she loves Monsters, Inc. Even to this day, if it's on, she's like, let's watch Monsters, Inc. All right, I'll watch Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just fun. It's a good movie. It's a, it's a very fun movie. And yeah, that's one, that's one that I can kick on. It's not long. None of these movies are erroneously long. No, not bad. Monsters Inc. is an hour and a half. Yeah, they get in and out. So, and, and cram a lot in for that hour and a half. You know, yeah, they, they fit a lot of story. In the, in, yeah. Yeah, for how short these movies are. And which, then, you know, and obviously the, the big theme of Monsters Inc. is, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really one of the big themes of it is, you know, she's just a, she's just a girl, a little girl. You know, there's nothing wrong with her. Same with the monsters. They're just monsters. They need energy. You know, so it was yeah. just, it was, it was, it was really a fun movie. I'll never forget. Uh, 
dying laughing at the opening when the monster comes in and then he starts slipping and falls on the jacks and yep. <laughs> you know, it's just so well done and it's it just a test a, and it's just a, exactly. a classroom basically it was a great way to open the film to let audiences know this isn't going to be scary these monsters are goofy yeah you know and I, it was a great way to start it and so. like this, the design of all the monsters is fantastic mm-hmm. too even mm-hmm. even the side bit monsters that you'd never hear talk like the one with um all the eyeballs he just sticks all the eyeballs onto his face yeah, the one with the teeth. The one with the teeth. And then at the end, he's brushed. putting. And then at the end, he's putting in the chattering teeth. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Anything else on Monsters Incorporated? Um, we could probably talk for days on Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> we could talk for days on any of these. On any of these, yeah. So, no, nothing more to add on Monsters Inc. So that was your number. All right. So seven. we would have done my number eight, which was Inside Out. Then we would have moved down to my seven, which is Monsters Inc. So Cody, give us your number seven, which is probably your number six. <laughs> probably. Because all of mine have been one, shall we one say, below. up from yours? <laughs> We're going to punt that one. Okay. That's further down. So what a punt That's means, for those down. for those that don't know, uh, Nick is punting my number seven up because it is closer to the bottom of his list. <laughs> it um, is further down. Further down on the list. <laughs> um, so we will table the conversation for now and come back to it when we get to it on his list. So... Would it Honest, be me going down to six, or is it yours? So it's my six, which is <laughs> I, th- I think, I'm so confused. which I think this might be another punt as well. So my number six is um, the first third movie of Pixar's history. My number six is Toy Story three. Punt. Okay. You're mad. Number six. You're too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing it. <laughs> All right. So now we'll do my number six. And knowing you and what you love, it's probably a punt. My number six is Wally. That is a slight punt. Okay. It's after the break, so we'll talk that's, about it. That, in a that was that was me with up, so that's why we we punted it. It's slight, but it's after the break. So. So, right, so we're, with we're that, breaking there. <laughs> we have our break. So in the middle of every episode, we take a look at what we call our box office draft. Every week, we take a look at the upcoming movie releases for that weekend and draft them to our team. And uh, with a purchase that we we started out the quarter with $25 million, and um, some of us have grown more than others on the profits. <laughs> Mostly mm-hmm. because Nick stole Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. So, taking a look at, you know, last week's purchases, I got Men in Black International, Nick got Shaft. Nick got shafted with Shaft and did not make a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure, that's why I only bet, what, 10 on it? You bid 10 million, it's made 9, and it, it made 9 million opening weekend, but as we were discussing before, who was this for? Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, who expected uh, it's, it's a Shaft re- uh, sequel? Um, it's it ha- He hasn't been relevant. I mean... And it's not like Samuel Jackson needed stuff to do. He's He's been in, you know... I mean, he just wrapped up the Avengers, or the the, the Infinity Saga, um, which he'll probably still be in other MCU movies, but mm. not as... I, I wouldn't guess he's going to be as big of a character, but um, yeah, this, this movie was, was a strange placement, a, a surprise to be sure. Um, yeah, not necessarily a welcome one. Um, and then I purchased last week Men in Black International for thirty million, which I broke even. Opening weekend was, um, oh, the past few weeks have been fairly disappointing for a lot of these opening. Yeah, it's gonna been a, be big movies. Um, been a weird summer. 
So, I mean, so far, um, Men in Black International made 30. Um, I've tripled my money with Rocket Man at 67. Dog's Journey is, you know, limping, limping to the barn. I'm doubled my money there. Take it out back and shoot it. Um, Dark Phoenix has been struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick has not doubled his money yet on that. He still made a profit, um, 32 to 52. Um, Ma was fairly successful by look from looking at our bids to uh, to the movies. I mean, it's at 40 million. Godzilla is almost to 100 million. Of course, Aladdin is well past 200 million. Uh, Detective oh, cool. Pikachu and John Wick are um, both right around 140, 150 million. So in total, Nick has 773 million dollars to spend, and I have 84 million. All right. This week, as um, we mentioned in the introduction, we have two big toy movies this co- this weekend coming out. Toys that come to life. Toys coming to life. So we have Toy Story uh, four and Child's Play like twelve. I don't know how. No. Yeah. The the Child's Play reboot. Child's Play. Um. So I would err on the side of Child's Play being the smaller movie this weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Um, Nick, what did you bid for Child's Play? I bid twenty million. I only bid fifteen million on Child's Play. Okay. So Nick can so have twenty. I've, I went. I was going to go lower, but I thought you know I'm, it'll make at least twenty. You'll there make hasn't your been a really back. good horror film in probably like a month, mm-hmm. as far as I can remember. There hasn't really been a big one, and they've been advertising the hell out of it. So I feel like Child's Play is not going to do too bad. There's really no other counter programming for it. You know, kids aren't right. going to go see it. They'll go yeah, see Toy Story. Is, That's not going to pull their audience. Yeah, this is the adult movie, which I can say, or I could attest that there are probably still going to be a lot of adults going to Toy Story. Not I'm going to I'm going to I'm, Toy Story. I'm going to Toy Story too, probably. <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, I'll probably take my niece uh, Friday, but I'm not, if I wasn't, I'm still going to see Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, not I as remember... much as with with Toy Story three. It was the, yeah. the the we grew up with Andy. Andy was like the same exact age as us throughout the yeah, entire absolutely. series, and you know, we went to that. Did you go to the midnight? Yeah, we went. Us? Yeah, I, when I, we, we went, went to the midnight showing. There were no that kids. whole audience was was our age. <laughs> yeah, there were no kids. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was the culmination. So this one is is not a culmination anymore. It's I would say this Just is a, a second nostalgia. setup. This yeah. I think this is a, a that's why I said reboot at the beginning because it's it's not. It's, but it's continuing Woody's journey. It's continuing Woody's journey, said. right? So but not see, Woody's so journey we'll as Andy's toy. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So with that being said, for Toy Story four, I bid sixty million. I wondered how high you'd go. I'm confident in this movie. I bid 65. I'm joking. I bid 25. <laughs> you only bid 25? Okay. <laughs> you went cold for a second, didn't you? <laughs> You're like, God damn it. No, I bid 25. I originally had, before we started, like 40, but I was like, you know, I'll drop it to 25. I'll give Cody a bone if he's willing to bet that much. Yeah, and it's probably, I mean, I it'll make that opening weekend, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Um, it, it'll be a big opening, I think. Word of mouth is very good. Reviews are very good. It's Toy Story. You know, it's it's. I, I think it'll do well. It's summer. Yeah, it's summer. Kids are out. Aladdin was the last big kids movie, and that was what three weeks, four weeks ago. So uh, I'd say see Life of Pets. Oh yeah, Pets too, okay. which um, which is a few. Weeks. Which actually, you did make a lot on that one too. I, I missed that one in the recap. That one is almost at a hundred million. Cool. Um, when you only paid seventeen for it, so <laughs> Nick gets. The horror movie, and I get the kids movie, which I'm okay with that. <laughs> Usually par for the course. <laughs> um, so, tune in next week to see how much we regret our decisions. 
<laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't foresee any regrets on this week's purchases. No, I think um, both of our, Child's our, Play our, twenty is a fair bet, and then Toy Story. I think sixty is a very fair bet. Yeah, you really wanted that Toy Story. I, I kind of really did. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do like seventy-five or something, and no, or, I didn't want that sixty-five. I don't know if it'll hit a hundred, but I think you'll, you'll at least get the money back. Yeah, in it. I don't know about opening weekend. It'll definitely hit hundred throughout by the time we're at. Done oh, it'll with have this. it'll have good word of mouth. So. I mean, it's a Toy Story movie. It's a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Those those generally sell themselves. So, with that being said, we are going to take into our second half of the second half of our show this week. We are ranking our top ten Pixar Animation Studios films in honor of the release of Toy Story Four. Yeah. For, for those just tuning into the middle of a podcast, like like if as if we mm-hmm. record live. That's right. Um. So. I believe we are looking at your number five. I believe so. I was just trying to figure in my head. Okay, you went first. Then me, uh, yeah. So my number five was a punt from earlier, but I punted it because it was in the bottom half. My number five is up. Up. Um, up. up. So I'm going to start with the thing most people probably think about when they think of up. Squirrel? The first, the first ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I remember you and I went and saw it. And uh, the first 10 minutes is happening and it opens with a nice moment with, you know, the the two kids meet, you know, and it's, oh, it's a lot of fun. It's funny. There's some funny moments. And then the married life sequence starts Mm -hmm. and it, it starts out sweet and nice. And we're both, you know, into it. That's really good. You know, it's sweet. And then all of a sudden she trips on the hill. (laughs) And I remember you could hear a collective, like not necessarily a sigh, but like everyone kind of leaning forward, like, are they about to do this? And then, you know, the whole sequence happens and it's, and I remember I looked over at you and we're both teary eyed and it's like, damn you, Pixar. Now, I, I remember <laughs> the first 10 minutes. Now, I remember also it was, it was you, me, both of our moms. And I think both of our aunts and my, one of my cousins. Probably. There was a bunch of us. We and all went. like, I think I looked over at my aunt and she cries at every movie. <laughs> it's great um she but was she was Pixar gone logo. that lamp crushed the eye <laughs> but no at the end of that at the end of the opening sequence of up she was gone i don't think there was a dry eye in the audience <laughs> but um no it's it's the, pixar's the the wordless story and i know we'll talk about so a good. little more later uh, with another movie yeah. but oh for sure um yeah the entire opening sequence of that movie is gold that could it be is. its own movie in and of itself it's that its could have short film that could have been its own short film yeah and um it, it of course it's, it's it had of, a sad ending is all get out exactly but it, it's one of those openings where like it happens and then you sit there thinking well jesus like how do you recover from that you know what i mean and what they recover with is one of the sweetest funniest pixar movies they've ever done mm-hmm. you know uh about aging and kind of moving on with your life mm-hmm. you know and and i love that storyline it's about it's about moving on like his old goal is i want to go i want to shut you know put myself aside on this you know waterfall the edge of a waterfall and live the rest of my days here away from everybody else just remembering my wife and the fact he wants that to go out into the woods and die <laughs> basically you know i'm gonna go out to paradise falls and i'm gonna die you know and and Another gut punch of a moments at the end when he's going through the, the scrapbook and he gets to the what well, he he always stops at that that one page where he thinks it's done, and he mm-hmm. finally at the very end of the book, 
goes one more page and realizes that Ellie, his deceased wife, had actually filled those pages with what they had done throughout their whole lives. Because the book was their her adventure book. She was going to fill it yep. with stuff they did during their adventures. And he always figured she never did because they never went on adventures. They just lived their lives. Well, to her, their life was, their the, life I was honestly the adventure. just got chills as I'm saying. <laughs> Truly just got chills in my house. It was incredible. But he realized, yeah, their, their life to her was her adventure. And that last page when it says, now go have another one. Brings me breaks me down again. Chills breaks me down every time I watch it because it's just like there's such a beautiful moment when Carl Fredrickson played brilliantly by Ed Asner. You mm-hmm. know, another instance of Ed Asner. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> Ed Asner. You know, um, is so yeah, is so brilliant to have that moment where he realizes his adventure is not done at Paradise Falls because his wife is dead. No, his adventure continues with now he's got he's basically a, a surrogate father to this young boy. Right. You know, and it's, it is incredible. The voice acting is great. I never remember if it's Christopher Plummer or Peter O'Toole. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. So Peter O'Toole's in Ratatouille then. Yep. Um, Christopher Plummer's awesome. The, I, I will say, as I've gotten older, the dogs with the, the the one dog with the voice modulator that has the really, the broken one is, is goofy to me now. Right. Whereas I think I did laugh at it when I first saw it, which granted, when we saw it, it was what, 2009, I want to say? So, I mean, we, we weren't young, you know. But we yeah. and we weren't too old, but I just it was still kind of goofy then. But I still enjoy it. Whereas now it's kind of like okay, you know that's definitely for the kids. Kevin's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug is one of the best creations in a Pixar film. When he comes out and he goes, "I was hiding under your porch because I love you," like <laughs> they captured so perfectly what I think my dog probably is saying all the time. Oh yeah, that the the the, the personification of how the dog talks and how all of the dogs like and like all the distractions like every dog is going to be distracted by a squirrel squirrel <laughs> and um, he stops and just right back to what he's saying yeah right in the it's um that's so good and i one this is one of the ones where um the kid this this is where um, yeah. i think this is one of the first ones where other than like andy and toy story that the kid is played by a kid that's actually like as old as the character is supposed to be i think um i think dash was too okay in the incredibles the sister wasn't but dash was okay so but what's funny is that kid didn't even go to audition his brother was auditioning and the kid who plays did you know this no yeah the kid who plays uh russell what the hell's, russell the kid who plays russell was there with him just hanging around hanging out in the waiting room just being goofy because he's a kid the casting agent saw it and thought he was perfect and cast him. Now his brother is probably furious, but right. But that's how he got the part. He didn't even audition. He was just being himself out in the waiting room. And they're like, that kid is hilarious. Let's let's have him come in and read. And he got the part because of that. Like, it's it's crazy. And I'm looking at his filmography. It's up. Uh, Doug's special mission, the mini movie, <laughs> and okay. one episode of The Simpsons. That's okay. It. Hey, he's great. The one he did, the big, you know, up is fantastic. It, it it is a fantastic movie and um yeah I, again the scenery is amazing oh god yeah the the paradise the whole paradise falls the um and I, I always love the fight on the blimp in the end yeah that's cool um and the the, the little the dog playing airplanes <laughs> yeah that's right little fighter jets <laughs> it's just it definitely goes really ridiculous after oh, that yeah. really serious grounded opening but it's pixar you gotta have mm-hmm. some some suspended disbelief and have fun but that's right that's the little biplanes mm-hmm. with the dogs um and i love uh just the sequence of 
the balloons on the house when it first is going through the city is just is awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, it's another instance of them just upping the ante on, hey, we just animated like a thousand balloons, you know, yeah. and they each move on their own. Like, and, and, um, we never, we haven't mentioned it, but Pixar loves to fill their movies with Easter eggs for other movies. Oh, always. So almost every Pixar film has an Easter egg of something that's going to be in the next film. Do you know what it is in this one? It was something in the, no, wait. It was something in the kid's room as the balloon was flying by. Correct. You can see Lotso Huggin' Bear sitting by the bed. That's right. Which would be in Toy Story, the next one. Yep. Which, and um, then every movie, of course, every movie still has the Pizza Planet truck and... Correct. Which, those ones are a lot harder to spot. There are quite a few I still haven't caught. Right. I'm sure I can go online and look them up, but it's not as fun. Not as fun. Like finding John Ratzenberger. <laughs> exactly. Which, he's he's what? The construction worker in this one, at right? The, that yeah, he, at the very that beginning, that's... Yeah. That he accidentally... Was trying to fix his mailbox and he yeah which that's a sad the, the whole we're gonna send you to mm-hmm. a home mm-hmm. it, yeah it's 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 so good of course you we know. know he has no family because of course the the gut the first gut-wrenching part of oh, the intro right. that she can't have, have kids. kids and that's right. that you know they got that that part of the story through with again no words just you yeah. know just her sitting in a in a doctor's office where there's what like a, a stork on the wall mm-hmm. you know it's, and then crying so you pink and blue and she's crying like that's all you need to know it's just it's brilliant um and it's just it's nice it's just such a good movie about aging and and death you know and it's just it's beautiful i love i love up so much it was one of you know before pixar movies before that i appreciated because i was younger and i thought they were fun and i enjoyed them it wasn't until I got older that I started to really get a lot of the themes around a lot of these movies. Yeah. But definitely. this was like the first one I saw in the theater because I didn't see. I don't think I saw Cars in the theater, if I remember correctly. I didn't see Ratatouille. Um, I don't think I saw Wall-E, and then I think it was Up. So yeah. Up was like the first big Pixar film that I saw in the theater since like maybe like Finding Nemo or any. It might be The Incredibles, I think. Yeah, The Incredibles. And so when this came out, you know, we were like eighteen or nineteen. And so I was old enough to actually get the theme on the first run. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, holy crap, Pixar. Like, you really knock it out of the park with the subtext in this one, you know? Oh, yeah. I just wasn't expected to be that blown away by it. And it is awesome. Michael Giacchino's score is fantastic. That's the one that yeah. sticks in my head the most. Is Well, that it's it's the married life theme. Yeah. And it's and that whole, again, you know, as good as they are with showing everything, his score helps sell that, too. Yeah, when the music uh, you know slows down at the parts mm-hmm. where that we you know are sad, and then it's yeah, awesome. It's so up was my number five. You have anything else on up? Such a good movie. It is. I want to go watch it now. Yep. I, I want to watch <laughs> I half these again. I, I think. Which I I think. Join us for split. the Get Ranked Movie Marathon, where we look <laughs> yeah, at exactly. Pixar. I think we split the Blu-ray on this. It came with the Blu-ray and the and DVD. I, and I the think DVD. you took the DVD and I took the Blu-ray, if I remember. Because that was back when Blu-rays, everybody, the Blu-ray combo packs, were like $30. Right. It's incredible how much those were back then for the double packs. Oh, jeez. All right, Cody. So what is your number five? My number five is a punt from earlier. So again, with the Pixar being perfect at telling stories with no words, my number five <laughs> is Wall-E. I just rewatched some of this last night, actually. Yeah. Um, it's been a bit since I've watched this movie. That um, was me. I wanted to refresh her on what I consider to be my favorite part and right. the best part. The so the whole movie, the whole like the whole first half is, you know, just this this robot going around cleaning up the garbage that, you know, he was sent 
it, it, we don't know why he's cleaning up garbage for the first not yet while of the movie. Probably um, like I think I don't think I remember when I was watching it last night. No, you you learn. You, you mean in terms of why the planet's the way it is? Both why the planet's the way it is and why the you, robot's cleaning it up and why there's only one left. Yeah, you, I think you, there's a lot of inferring you can do by the fact that the planet's desolate and bad, and that hey, we're gonna move. They even say in the beginning, you know, when he's watching the old the newsreel of, hey, you come on this ship, and then when right. everything's cleaned up and ready, you can come back. So I think everyone, I, I at least first time figured, oh, well, it's, we just screwed the Earth over. <laughs> right, which, you know, you know, big big foreshadowing on uh, Pixar's part to say, you know, if we, that that's, you know, the, the environment is the message on this one. Very, eco-conservatism. Eco-conservatism um, is a huge, uh, huge message in this movie, but... Again, his whole the whole thing with like the cockroach friend and <laughs> when he um, rolls over him and um, all the stuff he collects and the, all the the random stuff and it's like you know this is cool this is cool uh, when he puts the bra over his eyes. <laughs> I mean, it it it's laughs and it's um yeah and it's the whole interacting with Eve as or when she lands and he's trying to. Well, that's well, that's what I was going to say when you said, you know, he's got all these things and you laugh and you have fun. But then when you see him watch that old video, you realize this robot's lonely. Yeah. You know, he and then the he finally. Friend. Exactly. But he's lonely. He wants love by watching all these old, you know, Hollywood films. And mm-hmm. when Eve comes, I mean, there's just such a sweetness to, you know, like the, the, that whole five minute sequence of him doing everything he can to try to impress her. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I love the moment in the supermarket when he's trying to impress her and all the, the shopping carts hit him and chase him out of the store. Yeah. You know, like he's just, it, it, Pixar created one of these sweetest, most adorable characters that doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you well, know, he, he does eventually say a couple part. things. Yeah, for the most part, but he, he doesn't, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's just two eyes and it's just, mm-hmm. it's incredible. And I mean, yeah, and it's this is one of those movies that it's it gets scary. Mm-hmm. Um, like oh, when, because that is our future. Oh yeah, but if I we mean, don't change, well, I'm talking like even the scary bit when the the ship that drops Eve off is first landing, it's fire and flames everywhere around him, and he's you know trying not to be killed by this <laughs> thing from the sky, down. and he yeah he buries himself. <laughs> yeah. um, well, even Eve shoots <clears throat> at him a couple times, and Eve shoots at him a couple times, and. Um, we get the, the, the autopilot auto is, yeah. you know, as, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, 2001, a space odyssey, one of my least favorite movies, but mm-hmm. with one of my favorite plots. And this is this, this, uh, uh, film Wally takes, um, takes some note from that movie and the whole, the autopilot trying to, to take over. And there's, there's definitely a, you know. It's definitely a parody of Hell Night. Oh, Pixar! It's totally. Pixar's great. Yeah, Pixar's great when they're pulling from source material, like Bugs Life. That's the Ant and the Grasshopper. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's they're they're really good at that. But yeah, these are um, master storytellers, and like yeah, and then once we get to um, on the ship, looking at how looking at what laziness will get you to. Everyone's on the floating <laughs> uh, the floating chairs and. Um, not having to do anything the robots are feeding they're them all looking at the screens they're all they all have the screens they don't even look at each other mm-hmm. um which is one of the best moments when his breaks and and it's ratzenberger i believe yeah. and he realizes holy crap look at all this stuff around me you know and then him and the other woman which i think is kathy and jimmy he gets her to stop looking at it and the whole rest of the movie they're actually like 
talking to yeah, each you, other. You they're, see they're, they're holding hands and yeah, like they're they're enjoying their life when it's not in front of a screen, mm-hmm. you know, which which is awesome when you're telling people, hey, get outside and do stuff, you know, like it's just it's great. Um, and but, I I still love that they have a live action Fred Willard. I, I haven't know. figured out it why they did that. They ever did that. Well, the, the 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 video he watches in the beginning, like the the video, you know, like I said earlier, the, hey, come, come join. No, well, oh, that oh, too. Oh, but, oh, yeah, yeah. But the come join and be on this ship, like all that's live action too. All the people in that are live action. Right. It's so it's it's showing that this is so it, it's it's really world. a real Earth that is you know and we of just course, became animated when we got fat and yeah and we got, <laughs> got fat and you know plumped up. But, um, yeah, and I love yeah all the 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 little the 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 the, the videos that the pilot that the the captain finds mm-hmm. um let show like the fred willard all right let's go everyone he puts the life jacket on and it's basically <laughs> like right. we're going down with the ship and it's we're going it's... down yeah that they weren't going to come back yeah um i with wally it was my number six, six. um i will admit i i have it this low and it's my six for the first half hour okay that that is why it's my number six I really do like everything that comes after once they get to the ship and they go into space and get to the ship. It's still really well done. It's fun. I like, like you said, I love the story behind it where stop looking at the screens. Let's get back to Earth. We can fix what we've done. That's all great. I really do enjoy it. But this movie's first 25, 30 minutes is so masterfully told and done that it, it deserves, it's my number six for that reason alone. Um, Watching it again last night, I knew it was going to be my top 10, but I didn't know which position. Right. Watching it again last night, I remember out loud saying to myself, I've completely forgotten how fantastic this opening is. Mm-hmm. The fact that Pixar made a silent film. Yeah, you, t- <laughs> you texted me last night. It's like, did I, I forgot, text you that? I okay. forgot how great the first half of yeah, Wally was. I, I, that's right. I did text you that. Yeah, I completely forgot just how fan... Because I always seem to turn it on when it's on TV after he's gotten to the ship. Right. Which, like I said, I enjoy that stuff, but you know, it's it's it, to me, it doesn't come anywhere near as good as that first thirty minutes. But that's not a that's not a slight. No. It sounds like it, but it's not. It's just to me that first thirty minutes, it's a silent ode to the romance films of the nineteen thirties and forties. You know, really, it is, yeah, yeah, and it's it's just so perfect and it's so sweet. Like when he reaches out to hold Eve's hand, like it's like you want him, like oh, just grab it, just grab it, you know. And then of course she freaks out, pulls her gun on him. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. It's just, it's so beautifully done. You learn everything you need to know in that first, like, 30 minutes. You, you know, the planet's all messed up. You realize, oh, he's collecting trash, maybe to clean the planet up. He finds the plant, which is going to be the Tesseract for the rest of the film. <laughs> um, that, to me, that's the new, my new term for McGuffin. It's just, oh, it's the Tesseract. That's yeah, replaced that McGuffin for him. Um, but it's just, it's awesome. And that first, they like said, I, I, I could put on just that first 30 minutes for someone. Just, you want to see a really good short film? Let's put on Wally, right. <laughs> and then turn it off when they go to space. And like I said, and that's not a slight. I don't like the last, you know, two thirds of the movie. I really do. I just think that first thirty minutes on its own could just stand as as a just one of the best short films ever made. Yeah, silent films ever made. And I love, um, like, one one as I'm rereading the the Wikipedia just to you know another talking point uh the the by and large corporation it's like it's the big corporation that <laughs> oh it's it's the disney you know? no it's it's it really is um now at least it's it's the big corporation that owns everything like they're the the construction company that's trying to uh take the house from uh that's right that's up right and up is by and large the that's the right. store that they uh go to in 
um in toy story oh no that's it's it's a, like that it by and large is mentioned it's one of the overarching entities, com- entities in these movies oh, that, cool. the the whole the same universe thing yeah which there. i love um so yeah and cool i didn't know that i mean i knew the up one once you said it i remembered that but i don't remember it in toy story but that's there cool there was something in toy story with by and large i think they okay. were like maybe the Al's toy barn was owned by, by and large, large gas large station, maybe. Yeah, by and large. The, the first gas toy station. story. Yep, that's what it was. It was the gas station. Okay. The B and Oh, cool. It, yeah, I didn't know that. The overarching, and of course, Pizza Planet's in all of them because well, of course, the truck. Yeah. Well, cool. So, Cody, do you have anything else on Wally? Nothing else on Wally. Just so you know, I have it spelled on my paper as the title. It's Wall and a dot <laughs> in the middle. I did a dash. Just do a dash and an E. Yeah. <laughs> So. so, all right. So that's my. That your, your four. Five. That was my number five. So my yep. number four, um, one that you mentioned, one that you specifically mentioned, could have been on your list, but wasn't. <laughs> um, my number four, very recent watch for me, very recent movie uh, for Pixar to release. My number four is Coco. That's why I didn't want to go into it because I, <laughs> I wondered if you had it on there, so I just wanted to let it known that I could have. I truly, really could have. I, I really like this movie a lot. But go to you talk this first. Movie. Um, yeah, you talk first. It's it, fantastic. It, it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic look at a different culture. Now, mm-hmm. every all of like almost everything that Pixar has been putting out is you know very um, Americanized, and I or and I, I guess Finding Nemo was one of them that they took a you know ob- observed real world, but this one they observed. And based it on a different culture. Um, they based it on the, um, they based it on, in Mexico and on the uh, specifically the Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, and all of the tradition behind it. Putting the pictures up, putting the, um, you know, the tributes to your the lost uh, souls, and you know where you you give them. I, I don't want to say the words. They're not sacrifices to the to the dead, but like the 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 tables of food that they put out for the dead and then i mean we get to see that um the spirit world has you know all sorts of stuff that the dead does and you know crossing Mm -hmm. the bridge and they can't cross the bridge unless somebody has their picture up which um is in i it which is in the the traditional um de la muerta uh or what is it it's not just de la muerta i can't remember what the first word um but the the day of the dead dia Uh, Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, or it's really wrong, and somebody's gonna hopefully. Correct <laughs> um, and it was, and then like beyond just looking at the culture, um, of course the casting. Again, they're ca- they're casting the voices. They're casting um, Latino actors. Uh, it's l- looking at the first hundred million dollar movie. To be an all Latino cast, it was one of the biggest mm-hmm. um, movies uh, to have that. Which, um, and again, casting a a kid as the kid, it it works. And Pixar really does fantastic at casting the voices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and like even looking, I didn't recognize some of the actors that I know I knew, or I knew I I know now who they are. Um, like Edward James almost I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize no, Gabriel, Gabriel Iglesias um, in his <laughs> part. Yeah. Um, and I didn't catch John Ratzenberger, who is not a Latino actor. <laughs> who was he in this? I don't remember. Um, it's been about a year since I've watched it. I watched it when it first came, right when it came out on like 
DVD or whatever. He was, I think, one of the people crossing over, like at the security checkpoint. Oh, okay, that makes um, sense. And he had, I think, he, uh, yeah, he has one word and one line. Oh, really? <laughs> um, it's his smallest role in a Pixar movie. Um, wow. But yeah, and just the whole this, the whole story, a fantastic twist that I did not see coming at all. I I kind of did. You <laughs> talk about the bad guy. Um, I'm, yeah, talking about the bad guy and talking yeah. about the bad guy not being his father or great great grandfather. Yeah, I I kind of figured it out probably about ten or fifteen minutes before the twist came. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, we're gonna spoil these movies, so we've spoiled them before. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I kind of figured the guy he was hanging out with the whole movie was actually his was his grandfather, right? Great 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 grandfather. Great great grandfather. I kind of figured, like I said, about ten or fifteen minutes before, I was like. Hmm. Said, what's going to be the big kicker here? I said, I sure as hell know it's not going to be that Ernesto guy. I, that's right, right, Ernesto. Right, he's the he's the bad Ernesto guy. Ernesto de la Cruz. That's right. I was like, it's probably not going to be him. I was like, so what's going to be the kicker? I was like, I bet you this guy is going to be his great great grandfather. But it still, didn't diminish how good that twist is. Yeah, I I completely didn't see it coming. And when yeah, no? when they found out, and uh, when he just says, I wanted to see Coco again, mm-hmm. and that was, um, which. Uh, I will say for the name of the movie, such a I know weird or not a weird character, but uh, an offshoot to to name it after the, the, the great great grandma, grandma. The, or the great grandma, yeah, you know. Which, um, and I will say, yeah, this is a very recent watch for me. Uh, the very end of the movie, I was starting to tear up when oh, I cried when he got to see her when he came when he mm-hmm. crossed over and got to see her. And then a couple minutes later, when it showed the one year later, when they put her picture on the, She's dead. I yeah. lost it. That, yeah, I was too. gone. I was, and then when it then cuts to the spirit world and you see she's with them. Oh, yeah. I was Finally, and the family's reconciled everything. It's just like, oh, my God, Pixar. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, I, I, I didn't expect that Pixar can make a grown one, man cry. Because I heard Pixar, or I heard Coco was really good. I didn't see it in the theater, but I waited till it come out. You know, I, I, I heard it was really good, but I didn't really hear anything much about if it was you know, a tearjerker or not, you know, like usually you'll hear like, you know, all oh, this one's got some, like the new toy story I've heard has got some sad shit in it, mm-hmm. you too. know, so I'm, I'm prepared for it. Whereas this one, I wasn't prepared. I didn't really hear anything like that. I heard it was very good. So when it got to those moments, and like I said, at the very end, when it jumps a year later and they put her picture up there and you realize Coco's died, it's like, Oh, yeah, damn you, Pixar. <laughs> you know, it's just, it was yeah. so well done. It's, you know, again, it's, it's a great movie about family and legacy, which I really like, you know, it's about, you know, at the end when he's singing to her and it kind of perks her up and she sings back, that mm. got me. I think, yeah, was that, when she starts yeah, I think, singing too. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that, the that, start of it, and then that when that perks her up. Yeah, um, it was. And then when when she starts telling tor- stories of her father and stuff, and it it, it kind of and she has the rest the of family, the picture exactly. It lets the family realize this guy you vilified for 50, 60 years is actually not what you think he is. You know, and it's just it was so well done. It's just the legacy of family and and tradition and history is what i really liked about the movie mm-hmm. a lot like i said i i probably it would have been my 10 i think the rest of these on here i think i get i got more out of because i was telling someone the other day you know with with my lists and especially with my pixar list what's going to be lower on my list are the movies that got the most emotional reaction out of me yeah because that's to me that's what pixar is they're an emotion factory in terms of like getting that out of me so and and, and this one definitely got me at the very end but i just felt like i i can remember more efficiently the moments that really hit me with these other ones so i just feel like you know incredibles which didn't really have emotional but i just it was fun so i remember that emotion but you know inside out with goddamn bing bong you should have stayed on that raft or that stupid rocket 
um, you know, up for sure. You know, I just I, I feel like those hit me more just memory wise. I was sure. like, those have to be on here more over Coco. But if I would have taken one off, it would have been cars. And I I truly did back and forth all week had Coco and then cars and Coco and cars. And I just ended up with cars. But I love Coco a lot. I was very happy to see again Pixar knocking it out of the park twenty some years later. Yeah, and yeah, to to go with a, a culture, a more cultured or a cultural movie, something different, something, yeah, yeah, something completely different. different from what they've done, and they yeah knocked it out of the park. And of Who course, directed that? was it someone different or uh, was it one of the Lee Alcritch, Staple Crew, Alcritch, Toy Story Three guy? Yep. Okay. Anything else on the Cocos? Um, nothing else on the Cocos. All so, right, so fantastic cool. movie, which I hadn't seen oh, until a couple days ago. I wish oh, cool. I would have watched Glad it you sooner. Watched it. Yeah, it's awesome. I really do like it a lot, and the music's good in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so moving down to my number four. <laughs> so my number four was very hard to put here, but I had to. Honestly, well, I'll save that. I'll save that for a little later. But so my number four is Toy Story Two. Punt. Punt. Okay. So Cody, or no, we'll go down to my three. Your number three. My th- all right, so my number three is uh, Finding Nemo. The, uh, Finding Nemo is my number two, so let's talk about it. All right, cool. I'm glad it's on your list. We were getting lower, and I was like, you, know, you better have it down here. <laughs> so Finding Nemo, Cody. Yep. Um, and I don't think you have Dory on your list, right? I very well could have. Okay, I, I could have too. It, it was another one that was vying for that 10 slot. I wouldn't have been any lower, but it, there was like, like I said, Coco, and, and I remember Dory and uh, Cars were kind of all vying for that spot. Because I do like Dory a lot. I just don't think it hits anywhere near the highs in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one, Finding Nemo, 2000, what, 2002, 2003? After Monsters, Inc. Um, was one of the first animated films, again, that I watched nonstop. And I remember it was one of the few movies back then I had to rush out to Kmart to get the Blu-ray or the DVD of when it came out. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I go, Dory's out today. Yeah, I get it, you know. I remember my mom took me to see it. I think I was maybe, what, 10, 11, 12, whatever, yeah, whatever year. It was 2003. 2003, okay. And so she went and saw it. I remember she, it's her favorite, I think, Pixar film. As far as I remember, she loves Dory. She loves everything about this movie. Uh, so I took her to see Finding Dory, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she really liked that one too. Didn't like it as much as the first, which I don't think a lot of people do. I mean, Finding Nemo is a ma- goddamn masterpiece, Cody. Um, so Finding Nemo was one. Still, as I said, it's my number, my number three. Finding Nemo is is awesome. Um, you know, the whole storyline of, of Marlin, the father, having to basically throughout the movie realize you can still be a father and be a parent and be protective of your kid, but you got to let your kid do their own live, thing live his life and do his own thing you're not going to be able to protect your kid his entire life it's just not going to happen you're going to ruin that kid's life and obviously of course the one time nemo decides to challenge his father it goes horribly wrong and he gets kidnapped and taken to 42 Walby way sydney um <laughs> to p sherman's uh you know it's just it, it, of course that would happen and i just to me this movie lives and dies by it, its cast the storyline I really do like. It's great. Not diminishing that. The storyline's awesome of Finding Nemo. But it's the casting and how they do the characters, I think, is what makes this movie my number three. Uh, Mar- Again, Albert Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ellen DeGeneres, who hadn't even, he didn't have her TV show yet, her, uh, her uh, talk show, which she got, I believe, because of this, made her huge again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, didn't really have anyone huge, you know, but they're perfect in those roles. Ellen DeGeneres gives one of the best animated film performances of all time as Dory. Oh, yeah. Uh, the fact that she has the 
the memory problems are really well done. Yeah, short term memory loss. Exactly. They're not done. Uh, you know, yes, there are jokes with it, but it's not. They're not insults to someone with those problems or her disability, and they definitely go into a lot more of that in Finding Dory, which I love. Right. I will. I will say, Finding Dory had me crying in the first five minutes too, Cody. Oh yeah. <laughs> where where uh, they're teaching Baby Dory about you know you have to do this, you have to do this, and then when she gets lost and she's swimming around, and those two fish find her, and she says, "Hi, my name's Dory. I have short-term memory loss. I've lost my parents. Can you help me get home?" And then the two fish are talking amongst themselves, and Dory turns around and turns back to him and goes, oh, hi, my name's Dory. Can you help me find my parents? I have short-term memory loss. Or she says, can you help me find my parents? I'm lost. And the yeah, one like, says, well, honey, you've already said that. And and the moment that got me is it could be because the voice actor for baby Dory was so adorable, but the she gets so sad, and she goes, I did? Oh, I'm sorry. The fact that that fish thinks she has to apologize because of her disability completely broke me in that theater. I remember looking over at my mom because I took her to see it. <laughs> Just teary-eyed going, five minutes in. <laughs> you know, like, this is so well done. So I love that. And even in Finding Nemo, they don't, you know, she has a disability. But like I said, there are jokes around. They definitely do have jokes around the fact that, you know, oh, I, you know, hey, there's that the shark or whatever, you know, the, the jokes with it. It doesn't necessarily, they're not making fun of a person with disabilities. They're just using it for situational comedy. And yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I love the reference to Jaws with Bruce, Bruce the Shark. The shark. I was... One, I, I knew yeah. you were going to oh. mention it. I, I didn't. I shouldn't say. I was wondering if you were going to mention. <laughs> I was just, waiting. How long would it take just, you to say or mention it? He's awesome. Um, I love the sharks are trying to change their image, which is yeah. great. Uh, just Fisher to play friends. on all the fish stuff. Even yeah, even the stuff in the uh, fish tank. I love you know, all, I love fantastic. everything in the fish tank with you know Brad Garrett and Willem uh, Dafoe. Allison Janney, I believe, is the starfish. I think. Uh, I think so. Um, yeah, Allison Janney, Stephen yeah, Root, just, which yeah. Stephen Root, what, he's the the nervous one, right? The he's, fish. He, my bubbles. My bubbles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just so good, you know. Shark bait. Ooh ha ha. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just it's so well done, and and that and Nemo trying to get back to his dad, and he's trying to get back to him, and it's it's just such a wonderful movie again about family and the love you have for your family members, and you want to get back to them, and it's this dad's journey to go literally across the ocean to find his son again, and all the shenanigans they get into, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Crush, again voiced by the director. <laughs> yep. Which yeah, a lot of these movies just have the director. Tell me, what do you think of Finding Nemo? I love Finding too. Nemo. Um, it was a, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it it's an adventure. I I love and how this was one of the movies where I read in their research they sat there and they like they did the research at the aquariums. They did um all the modeling off of real. Uh, real fish and i mean yeah, pixar they're known for doing that stuff for bugs life they actually set up cameras down into the grass and took pictures to see like what that looks like down exactly. there like they're awesome at doing their research to make everything look really well done yeah and i mean it was i mean it's kind of sad i think that um like this really got made the the clownfish and the blue tangs really popular so everybody yes. wanted to have yeah. one and they, you know, they didn't know how to take care of them because they're they really are exotic pets. And yeah, they're they're not easy fish to take care of. They're high maintenance, and it's unfortunate that you know people adopted them not knowing what to do and how to take care of them. Um, but I mean, then this also brought in um, more interest in sea life. And yeah, which is good. Who who knew what an anemone was? <laughs> I had no clue. Um, and that clownfish lived in anemones. I mean, that's right. Um. No, it's, it, yeah, it was a fantastic movie. And I love, 
um i want to talk about finding dory just for a little bit too I, um i love how the part like i was watching finding dory um and my roommate walked in right at the part where marlin and dory collide and oh yeah that's great she thought i was just watching finding nemo again and walked out and then come back in 10 minutes later and she's <laughs> like wait a minute what's what going on um and you know Sigourney Weaver as Sigourney Weaver narrating the whole thing in the Aqua Park. <laughs> and and Dory talking back to her. Hi, Sigourney! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Sigourney Weaver is also the voice. She's a voice in WALL-E, too. She's the ship, or the ship's computer yeah, announcer. Yeah, she's the ship's computer. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, PA system, whatever you want to call which it. Which is cool. She's always... Sigourney Weaver, Pixar Films, is always an announcer. Yep. Which is fun. It's just her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, But, no, I always love, you know, how... Yeah, it's it's this and it's the stubborn kid trying to, you know, give his dad the what for and he goes and touches the butt. <laughs> Which is funny when he's <laughs> looking at him and it's just tap. <laughs> um but like the That's whole the whole the scene butt. with the the school of fish was, you know, genius that it's 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 the actual school. It's Ratzenberger. <laughs> and, um no. Oh, you know, I thought you were talking about the school of fish later, all the all the no, fish no, no, when no. they're they're no, making the, the designs. Um the school of fish with Mr. Ray. I do um, love Mr. Ray. I love the moment when Marwin's yelling at, at Nemo and Mr. Ray goes, let's move along over here, kids. Yep. It's um, so good. But yeah, and yeah, the school of fish with of, of John Ratzenberger pointing him the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing with Crush and the sea turtles, the surfer dude. Um, it, um, and the kid. I love the, the little, the, or the, the little, little crush. Little crush. Uh, can't remember what is the character's name is. Um, yeah. but the, the baby turtle that's you know just as up and surfer surfer and uh it no it's it, it's a fun movie and i could i could watch it I, it's quotable oh yeah um scary the it's, whole scene with the um angler fish in the deep ocean when they're going to chase oh, after the great. goggles so you got you got that that scary bit that part was terrifying it's, and it's another one that opens with a gut punch i mean the movie opens with marwin with losing Mar- his wife with marlin's wife dying, you know which... and the only fish the only kid they have left is is nemo you know like it's just another one it opens with another really sad moment if i remember correctly the title card is to a slow sad ass piano theme yep you know and it's just like jesus like what what are we into now you know and then you know you've got to tell me jokes after this and what we get is so beautiful it's, it's just it was pixar on just such a roll that i would argue didn't end until probably cars which yeah. like i said cars on my list i like cars but you know in terms of critics wise and what was like considered like the golden era of pixar you know it's just they're so good mm-hmm. i also yeah. want you maybe think of it with with dory Dory's also a really good movie with um that deals again with disability where there's a lot of characters in that movie with disabilities yeah i mean the and whole they overcome, quarantine bit yeah they overcome all of them you know, I, I just I like you know me. I, I like anything that has to do with 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 stuff like that, where it's overcoming disabilities and stuff. I always I'm a sucker for those types of things. So the fact that Dory's all about that, you know, the seven legged octopus, the octopus, and the the one her echolocation doesn't work there. Or no, it's the man's echolocation doesn't work that well, and she or one or the other, the the whale, and then the other whale, the, the you near, know, the nearsighted whale, the shark nearsighted whale, shark, and the beluga right. whale whose echolocation doesn't work, and then that's right, um, you know. I don't know how echolocation actually works, but I'm pretty sure it's not like that, where he can see the car dri- or truck driving like a, down the road. A superpower. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it looks like Daredevil. It's fun, though. But, no, Finding Nemo is... Exactly, it does. But no, but Finding Nemo is just a masterful work of, of storytelling. And it's it, again, to me, it's, it's the characters that make this one so damn good. Even the scary-ass Darla. Oh, God. 
you Which, know, and and just she's reading, I believe, a Buzz Lightyear. No, she's reading an Incredibles she's comic book. An Incredibles comic book. Yeah, that's right. She's reading an Incredibles or, comic. Book. I don't know if it's Mr. her or the kid in the other the kid in the waiting room. I think was that's right. It's the kid in the waiting room. He's reading the Mister Incredible book. That's right. But just um, just so good. Cody, do you have anything else on Finding Nemo? You're number two. Um, no, I I I I don't think I have anything else to add on Finding Nemo. I'm just laughing and. <laughs> Maybe I should have put Finding Dory in this movie's place. Because, I mean, I just watched this again. Um, I, I To me, I, Nemo is better. Nemo is better, but uh, Finding Dory had some stupid laughs. Like the <laughs> um, the seal, the uh, the other seal that's trying to get on the rock. <laughs> like during the, the, the end credit scene when it's just like poking yeah. its head out of the water in different places. And it giggles. <laughs> and it giggles. Yeah, um, that's great. And then uh, the duck. <laughs> oh, God, the duck. That's the just, big eyes, the, the big scary eyes. eyes, and the fact Ooh. that it has a name like Martha or Becky. something like that. Becky, that's right. That's Becky. You know, now that I think about it, the dog in Coco looks a lot like the the, the goofy seal. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he? A little bit, yeah. Huh. I'm just thinking about I that because think... I was thinking about the seal, and I was like, the dog kind of looks like that. Is the dog the? No, because Coco was after Finding Dory. Or... Yeah, it was after. Yeah, uh, it was after. So I'm trying to think of what was the foreshadowing in Finding Dory for Cars Three. Oh God, 3. I don't know. And yeah, then what no was the foreshadowing in Cars 3 for Coco? Which, I did catch the P- uh, Pizza Planet truck in Coco. Did you? I don't it, know yep. if I caught it. It was I've at, at the very beginning when um, it's the whole no music, no music, no music. One of the things that she says no music to is the delivery truck drives by oh, with the really? music, with I the radio playing it. loud. Okay. Um, okay. Not a goofy one. So, okay. no, I don't have anything else on Finding Nemo. That is your number three, my number two. Uh, did yeah, you have anything so else to add? No, no, it's just, it's so good. It is fantastic. I, I had to put it, I knew it was in my top three. Yeah. So, Finding Nemo, my number three, your number two. Cody, what's your number three? My number three is, we're going back to basics, back to the beginning, back to Toy Story. First one? The first one. Well, that's my number two, so that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> we just so, swapped them. <laughs> um, Toy Story is, like, the start of Pixar's legacy, and it was, like, one of the biggest... It, it was the first big animated movie, period. Not or it, it was not, the not first feature computer like, animated movie. computer animated film. It was the first big computer animated movie to where, um, I, I I have to laugh at some of the how it looks um, when you realize that all of the kids at the birthday party are the same character model as Andy. Oh yeah, no, it's just different hair. <laughs> it's just different hair, hats, whatever. Yep. Um, I Toy Story was is a, a genius story about you know what do toys do when you're not playing with them um and the whole thing with you know sending recon out for the birthday party what new toys are coming what what what's gonna happen um i love the i've always loved the army men like and it's full on oh, that, that whole sequence is awesome in the beginning um, uh yeah and it's arlie ermy as oh, that's the right. Sergeant. It is Arlie um, he's so maybe you're gonna get someone in a role like that. Yeah, you cast Arlie Ermey. Yeah, well, not now, he's dead, but well, yeah, you cast right. him. A, a strong military role. Um again, the casting on this Tom Hanks Tim Allen were like the big draw ins, but then everyone mm-hmm. else was kinda Well Yeah. T- t- home, home improvement was big, but not anywhere near what it became at at that eventually. So right. t- Tim Allen was was a known household wasn't necessarily a household name at that point. Tom Hanks was Tom the Hanks big definitely. Get for Tom Hanks was, you know, Forrest Gump yeah, right before this. Won, and, yeah, he'd won his two of his he won his Oscars by that point. Um Yeah, he was 
uh, this this list is in order. But yeah, he he was a big actor, and this that he, that he was their big draw. And then, I mean, all the other casting is still genius. Don Rickles, oh, Jim Varney, etc. Which is why which is why I am so happy. You know how they're doing, uh, Mr. Potato Head for the new one? Because mm-hmm. Don Rickles is dead. Is it? I know when they did um, Slinky Dog after. It's a uh, new actor. It, but it was somebody. It was you know an actor that really knew. Yeah, no, they got someone him. that no, they got someone that sounds yeah, they exactly got Blake like Clark. Him. Yeah, but they didn't do that for this. They have they had so he had riffed so much during the recording of all three of these films. They had enough dialogue that he'd recorded it that they cut together his lines for this new one. <laughs> so it is still Don Rickles. It is still 100%. Don Rickles. That's yep, which I think amazing. is awesome. I think that is great. They had enough because that was my big thing. Where it's like no one really can do Don Rickles other than Don Rickles, you know. So I hope they find a way to maybe write him out of this now, so that they do more. They don't have to keep calling other lines he'd said, you know, from past movies they didn't past stuff they didn't use. So yeah, that that that's amazing to. And uh, yeah, yeah like, looking at it, it looks like his family really like, pushed them. Go through what you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's great, and it's just and like you said that this first one is cast so well. You know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are, are perfect for their parts, but Wallace Shawn is fan is genius casting for Rex. In everything he's in, really. In everything. Rickles is great. Ratzenberger, their first work with him, collaboration with him, he's he, his deadpan, you know, is is awesome mm-hmm. as Ham. Um, Andy Potts is Bo Peep, who would disappear from the other two and now has a massive part in the new one which is cool yeah and, you know great and, to be yeah. any pots to be like hey we need you back for toy story 4 great for one line no you're a main character again you know <laughs> yeah, um, she just had a couple lines just, in toy story 2 yeah and i don't think she's in the third one at all which i'm sure they're going to no, explain the new one where she's went because i think that's kind of like the plot it's like where were you at you know she was at the carnival um, exactly ventriloquist dummies <laughs> oh my god that's going to be the horrible I hate every Pixar zombies. movie has to have a horror scene, and um, this one is you know not the toys. This one, yeah, this one is not leave that out. They have the toys under Sid's bed coming out, and like mm-hmm. um, they, uh, Woody thinks they're eating Buzz alive. They think they're cannibals, <laughs> um, and they end up you know fixing them because you know they've been tortured. They've been, and I mean they've had I, to fix themselves, kind of pretty much. And like I've never, I've never been one to like destroy toys like Sid um in my childhood um I may have blown stuff up later in life <laughs> but like I I still think you know destroying toys is kind of cruel because you know toys are expensive so my whole life growing up and even to some extent now with stuff I'm really weird to where I'll put personalities to things that don't have them no oh, jeez so with toys I could never do that, and it might be because of this movie, but to me, I could never destroy a toy because to me, what if that toy's alive and I'm killing it? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, I, I do get sentimental about my stuff when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I, I am weird. Like, I'll put, like, stuff like that, even on, like, if I'm eating, like, a let's say I'm having, like, a bowl of grapes and there's a bad grape, I'm going to eat it anyway because, like, I have a weird thought of, like, if this grape's alive, he's gonna be upset. Like, oh, my friend's got to be, and why can't I? It's sausage party, Cody. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking. it's just it's it's weird. Like, I've always I been that way about about everything. So with this movie, you know, and and we're gonna get to it <laughs> with our with both of our number ones a little more. It's just it hit home really that if your toys are alive, and they don't really get into that much with this one, and they what they will in two and three, um, but it's just. Uh, 
I, I'll tell you this. Toy, this fir- the toy, first Toy Story was my number one for a while on my mm-hmm. list until about this afternoon, and I changed it. Um, and I'll go into that more when we get into my number three, but I, I had it my number one because it was the first one done, and I felt like that should be my number one for that reason. You mean your number but two? I, no, I had it as my number one. Oh, you, right. Oh. And I was saying I, I had it at my number one for the reason that it was the first Pixar movie, the cultural significance. Whereas after a while, I thought, no, I need to have a different one at my number one because of what it means to me. So I put it to my number two because of that. But in right. terms of what it means to culture, yeah, Toy Story is, is a masterpiece. Like you said, it's the first full-length feature animated film or computer animated film. Um, and it's uh, it's it's they were smart to use toys because it can look plastic. <laughs> and I love how they and I love how they used toys that like really. Ex- I mean, they made up Buzz Lightyear, they made up Woody, but Mr. Potato Head was real. Slinky Dogs were real, and, and they're all toys that the creators grew up with. Right. Like they didn't use toys from the time. They didn't use Transformers. They didn't use Ninja Turtles. They didn't use you know stuff Once like they that. They have to like, license exactly, and they wanted Barbie, but they were too expensive. Barbie right. said no. And which is funny because she'll Until show up in three. Toy Story 2. Well, yeah, she's two. in Toy Story 2, two which, yeah. you know, ha- uh, Hasbro or Mustard or whoever owns Barbie was probably like, yeah, we apologize. <laughs> we yep. should have been in the first one. Um, but it's just, it's so good. And, you know, the story in this one, you know, of, of Woody feeling like he's being replaced and the through line to where, you know, you're not replaced. You can share the spotlight with somebody. Andy's going to love you no matter who comes into the picture. You know, he has enough love to go around. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And Buzz is through line of, accepting the fact that you're not necessarily what you think you are but you still mean a whole the hell lot to someone right a lot to someone you know yeah then the whole it's, discovery it's really of, and i just i really like it and I, I like how they carry on in i mean well yeah we'll talk about it more but I, I like how the whole thing where he doesn't know he's a toy he's he is mm-hmm. i don't know not programmed but it, it's kind of it's kind of weird he's just new <laughs> you know they he's, all he's might new. have thought that at the start yeah true you sheriff, know? sheriff woody was a cowboy which exactly um, I uh, I did, I, you probably wouldn't notice this because you're not a big horror fan, but you were, did you know that the carpet at Sid's house is the same carpet from the hallways of the Overlook and the Shining? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's just such yep, a good I've little detail, detail to go into I've like their first trivia. movie, you know. Um, but no, I I really do like Toy Story a lot. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic movie. Um, again, started it all, the, a big. I, I wouldn't say tearjerker moment, but like when when Buzz tries to jump off the the railing to fly out the window and he just falls and his arm falls off. I mean, that was that was. A... I will no, no, I will, I won't go flying no more. <laughs> he kind of struggled with that one. <laughs> well, I was trying to think what the line was. Yeah, but Randy, yeah, no, and that was a great Randy Newman score, and you've got a friend in me. Yeah, one of the biggest songs where like <laughs> I. I it's been stuck in my head since we came up with this list. I was singing it at work today. Right. It's <laughs> so good. And yeah, I, some people tried to maybe yelled at me a little bit because I got <laughs> it stuck in their head, but it was uh, not a bad one. to get stuck in your head. Not a bad one. Um, I, it's not like short people. Randy Newman is a great musician. Um, great composer. See, Randy Newman to me, I only think he's good with the toy story movies. Okay. His his I am honestly his other music that he's done I don't think is good, I don't think he's a good singer. Well, um, his songwriting is a little iffy here and there. I love the monk the theme from Monk that you can't hear anymore. Yeah. Um. Other than that, really, I don't really like a lot of Randy Newman, but I think his music for Toy Story just fits that world really well. 
and his score for it's really good too. So I mean, he he's a good composer too when he when he has to do it. Dude, the voice of the TV commercial announcer for the Buzz Lightyear commercial was Penn Jillette. Yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? I was just looking through the you know Lori Metcalf. I never knew. Yep. I never realized the was mom. the mom throughout the whole thing. Andy um, is played by Sam Jackson. Um, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> Andy, I read that stuff. Andy's John Morris. Um, yeah. Sid is played by the guy from Brink. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, he is. I knew that. I remember. I knew um, that. I never knew anything else that he was in. I love how you know he's cameos throughout the other movies too. And uh, fun fact for you, since you had so many of them last week, mm-hmm. um, Disney did a uh, or Google did a street view throughout the um, throughout all the Disney parks, and in the the Toy Story area. There's actually a kid dressed as Sid, and the the face is blurred out because it's you know Google Street View, and they blur out everyone's faces. But there's mm-hmm. a kid wearing that skull shirt. That's fantastic. That Disney, you know, they they did it when the park was closed, and they just had like cast yeah. members throughout the park. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, they have a Sid in the the Toy Story Land. Sid is such a little bastard, and it's great that we really don't get to see him again until three. Right. And, and such a great little Easter egg. And you know how whiny how he how he turns into it like just the whiny uh-huh. little scared kid when the toys come to life. I mean, I'd probably crap so my pants. Play nice, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd probably crap spins. my pants if, if oh, my god, toys yeah. came to life. I, yeah, that'd oh be, my god, that'd be You'd awful. Crawling up out of the sand that is horrifying. <laughs> that whole yeah, that whole last scene was fantastic. It's great though. He deserves it. The, or the whole last scene with Sid was fantastic. Of course, we mm-hmm. have the, the whole last scene with RC and you know falling with yeah, style, yeah, which is and, which is awesome too. I had so many Toy Story toys. I have a Buzz and Woody. Like I love. Oh, still yeah. have them. My niece plays with them. It's great seeing them back out. Now she, I think, like I said, I'm taking her to see Toy Story four probably Friday night, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to to see what they do with it. But Toy Story is awesome. Cody, do you have anything else on Toy Story? I have nothing else on Toy Story one. So all right, that was my number three and your number two. My number two is Finding Nemo. Your number That's two it. is Toy Story. That's right. So I think it's your number one. I don't know. <laughs> and this this is getting confusing. So anyway, <laughs> my number punted. one. We've punted so many times today. It's throwing everything off. Um. So my number one was a punt from earlier. My number one was Toy Story two. And that was my number four. That was your number four. Um. So yeah, Toy Sto- Toy Story two is one of yeah one of my favorite or er, not one of my favorite. Toy Story two is probably my favorite Pixar movie. Again, my lists shifted a lot. Um, and it's your number one. <laughs> it, it's my number one now. Um, ask me tomorrow, and my yep. number one might be Finding Nemo. Ask me the next day, my number one might be Cars. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever you're in, you know. Um, I th- ask me tomorrow, my number one might be Cars too. No, <laughs> I don't think it would ever be Cars too. Um, but I, I love. So the biggest thing that I loved about Toy Story two was that they got to expand the lore, if you will. Um, we get to see all of the the Woody's roundup. We get to find out where Woody came from, like what there. We find out that he was from a series yeah. of toys, um, which I I loved. Um, you know, Kelsey Grammer being the bad guy, the he's the so prospector, good at Stinky Pete. Or, yeah, Stinky Pete, prospector. Um, we get to see the other side of having toys is you know collecting them that they're mm-hmm. now they have the full collection together they are going to send it to a museum um and it 
it's it's just yeah this this greedy toy collector that basically that, <laughs> not basically that steals Woody from the garage sale except for his hat and a Wayne Knight. Um, of course, is Wayne Knight. Another um, instance of hey, we're just casting someone who's awesome for the part. Exactly. You know? Um, and <laughs> one of my favorite moments is at the very end when they've come back to Andy's house and they're all happy and they watch, they're watching the commercial for, uh, Al's toy barn and he's in the outfit and, you know, at this point his the toys are gone yeah, and he's, he's lost crying. and he's, he's crying and he's like, we're going to have some fun <laughs> and he just starts bawling. It's so well done. Um, yeah. And it, again, yeah. Fantastic casting. I, and, um, we kind of reverse the story where where the first one they're kind of chasing after Buzz. This one they're trying to find Woody and they're rescuing Woody. Um, so we get to see, you know, uh, Buzz Lightyear is you know full on toy at this point, but he still Which does. Which cool. But he still does the, um, uh, you know, the Space Ranger stuff and all the the going through the toy store. All of the other Buzz Lightyears when you know they come out and they're back to. Uh, being the, the 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 star command they're back to like they haven't gotten the you're a toy reveal yet exactly and of course zerg <laughs> um the whole the the whole climactic um of course parodying star wars at the end yep where i'm your father and i love that the um the other buzz light years play and catch with my dad <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting the balls out of his gun um <laughs> And Buzz getting to see how he was. Exactly. And, you know, um, how he was. Um, and using Rex's head. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, of course, the Jurassic Park reference. <laughs> That's right. So we reference Jaws in Finding Nemo. We reference uh, The Shining in Toy Story. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. And then. Um, and Star Wars. And Star Wars. <laughs> and. Yeah, the objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Jurassic Park, and <laughs> of course we get we get Barbie at this point. Which yeah, I uh, I love Toy Story two. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I could have had all three Toy Stories. My one, two, three. I <laughs> almost did, but I didn't want to do that just for same here, same here. Yeah. I for the for the sake of talking, I thought, well, let's stagger it, and I'll put Finding Nemo instead. But honestly, my top three in this list, and you know, you know, if you doing process of elimination, you'll realize what my number one is if people haven't figured it out yet. But my top three probably are... Brave. Yeah, no, <laughs> are all three Toy Story films. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, like, I didn't want to do that for the sake of the show. I wanted to break them up a bit. And by you breaking them up, Jesus, you put Toy Story 3 <laughs> at 6. Um, I really like Wally and Coco. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, I love Toy Story 2. I think it, it, it's, it's one of the sequels that maybe is even better than the first one in terms of story an emotional gut punch. Nothing has wrecked me. I mean, we'll get to it in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, to that point, nothing had wrecked me as much as the scene with Jesse, the cowgirl and her backstory. Yeah. Um, you put Sarah McLaughlin singing a sad song over anything, and it's going to be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the fact that this whole movie is basically about Woody trying to figure out we're basically coming coming to the realization that that could happen to him at one point because Andy will grow up. Right. He is going to grow up, and if that happens, is he going to do to you what Jesse's owner did to her? And he doesn't want that. So he decides, well, I'm going to stay with you guys then. At least I'll have a purpose. People want to see me. But then he realizes, no, you're basically going to be kept on display your entire life in like a vacuum-sealed vacuum box. 
sticks. And that's when they realize, no, come with me. Andy still loves us. I'll, I'll be with him for as long as he wants us to be with him. And we'll cherish every moment and we'll love it. And that's such a beautiful storyline for this movie. And it's, it's just so well done in every aspect. Um, Kelsey Grammer is great. I love his, his coming up and at the end of the movie with, with Barbie. Yep. She's an artist. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'd love to see what he's up to. Right. Um, it's, it's just well done. And, and fun trivia fact for you, Cody. This was originally supposed to be straight to DVD. Really? Yeah, Disney didn't want a full length, or uh, didn't want didn't want a theatrical movie. They they contracted Pixar, let make a sequel, and we'll make it straight to DVD. But about halfway through, they were really confident in the story, and and Disney said, you know what? Go ahead, you can make a theatrical movie out of it. We'll do it. And the fact that it ended up being arguably better than the first one is incredible. That pick that they originally were going to make it straight to DVD. That wow. that's the route Pixar was going to go, which is incredible. That you know, Toy Story wins all these awards. It does, and then they're like, hey, but your next one, you know, let's do straight to DVD. You know, or your second one after that, you know, because they did Bugs Life. Right, but, even, I mean, and a Bugs Life wasn't as big as Toy Story, I don't think. No, but it had big competition with Ants. Yes. Which yeah. I really do like Bugs Life. That was another one that I've tried to, I've, I've grown distant from over the years. I've gotten older, but if you'd asked me this list 10, 15 years ago, Bugs Life would have been on here. I really do love Bugs Life. Well, Kevin Spacey. 10, 15 years awesome. ago, there weren't 10 movies. True. But, but I'm just saying, in terms of what I loved, Bugs Life was one of my favorites but i've just grown more and more less on it over the years just yeah. as you said yes as other ones take its place but i just i see that it's more thin than the others mm-hmm. plot wise you know it's there's not much it's basically magnificent seven you know um right. but i really do love it but no toy story 2 is is just incredible which yeah i never i guess i never realized how quickly I thought Toy Story 2 was like after Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo for some no, reason. No, 99. It was, yeah, it was the third movie. It was Bugs Life, or Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2. Yeah, they, they went right away to the sequels. And then apparently they had a deal that they would do no sequels for like 10 years after Toy Story 2. Like they had some kind of deals, like 10 or so years, they, would, they, they weren't going to do any sequels. And then 10 or years they, or, later. Or, or they couldn't. Like Michael Eisner or one of them, like they, they couldn't do sequels. And then gotcha. once that finally led up, what was the first thing they did? Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. And then Cars 2. And then Cars 2. Which... And then Monsters University. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, their sequels, other than Toy Story, really haven't hit, hit anything out of the park. <laughs> right. Finding Dory. It's true. Was, yes. Was Finding good. Dory, I'll give you that one too. Incredibles 2, really good as well. So I guess just Cars and and uh, Monsters. Monsters. Inc. Cody, do you have anything else on Toy Story Dose? Um, no, I, I just got to say... It, it's a fantastic movie. Everyone should should watch it. Um, it's mm-hmm. I, I I love you know the last scene with Buzz riding in on uh, <laughs> the, the dog? horse. No, oh, he, I thought he, he was on the dog. He, right. he was riding bullseye. That's right. Um, well, yeah, the dog does help them get out. I yeah, because the, the the big reveal at the end of Toy Story one was <laughs> the puppy, and a then of puppy! course, and then of course we see the dog a lot in. Toy Story 2 and the dog, you know, helps the toys, which... And then the only other thing I can think with with Toy Story 2 when, you know, Andy comes home, it's, oh, yeah, new toys. And then the mom's probably just like, <laughs> who bought him new toys? And who arranged them this way? So Because <laughs> they're all displayed. With they're, a they're all sitting on the bed, side. yeah. Yeah, it's That's... like, she's probably like, oh, my God, our house is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> which and I... we just moved into it. <laughs> we just moved in. It was just, it was Pixar showing how well they could do something because you know toy story was kind of 
them showing off what you can do with showing off the technology, computer, computer animation. Bugs Life was them just showing here's what we can do with this type of story. Toy Story 2, I feel like, was the first one they went, he, we've shown you what you can do with technology. Now let us show you what we can do with storytelling. Which they... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, the storytelling has been phenomenal. And it was just them taking deeper themes and using them to such perfect, like, exactly. pitch perfect notes, you know? Exactly. So, no, I don't have anything else to add on Toy Story 2, so let's move on to Nick's number one, which is, drum roll, please. And So, and this is just going to be one long crying session. <laughs> so my number one is Toy Story 3. And is my number six, which I, yeah, very well could have had it much, oh. much lower on the list. So for a while, I, as I said, I had Toy Story 1 at number one, but as I thought about it, I was like, you know, it has to be Toy Story 3 for me, because... Cody, you had mentioned earlier, and I'm going to bring it back, about how we grew up with Andy. Exactly. When we went and saw this movie in 2010, we had we, been out of high school for a year. But, you know, it was still fresh in our minds. You know, we had just graduated. We, we had, we'd only been one year out. We still were just kind of letting go of childish things and moving on to adulthood, to college, and our life, you know. And that's what this movie's about. Andy's going off to college. And the toys are left in limbo of, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to storage or are we going to get donated? And the fact that this movie is hit home to everything we were going through at that moment, I think is why I love this movie. And I eventually said, you know what? This has to be my number one because it just hit me emotionally more than any other movie on my on this list and any other movie that Pixar had done. It just hit me so close to home. And uh the story itself is is just incredible too. You know, they accidentally get sent to a daycare run by like a tyrant, a teddy bear who smells of strawberries. <laughs> um, and uh, you finally get uh, Ken brought in right. to be with Barbie, and it's it's Michael Keaton, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Can't turn down Batman playing Ken. Uh, and it's got an incredibly horrifying baby doll with a lazy eye. <laughs> That slowly rises up out of the sand behind, I think, Mr. Potato Head, if I, I remember. So, or Mr. Yeah. Zucchini Head, I think, at their Tortilla at Head. Point. Whatever he is at that point that they've stuck his body parts on. Um, it's got some great comedy like that, that Mr. Potato Head is just is a bunch of different objects because he lost his potato. Yeah, uh, which th- yeah, that yeah. was that was one of, you know, we talked about Toy Story 4 with Sporky, things becoming a toy. <laughs> exactly. So this was, you know, a tortilla became a toy because it came to life because Mr. Potato Head made it into his exactly once it yeah um so it definitely has some great comedy um it's got a great villain lotso has another very tragic backstory to where he was discarded accidentally left he was forgotten uh, yeah he was accidentally left and forgotten at a play at a park or something and he trekked all the way back home to discover that on the ride home the parents had just bought him a new replacement and the kid didn't know any difference so right. the fact that he has lived with this for X amount of years to the fact that kids don't care. We're they all replaceable. Dis- they, we're all replaceable. We will be discarded as easy as anything else, and you'll just be replaced. And as really, you know, he's a villain, yes, but it's also a very sad, tragic backstory for that villain. You know, like, I, I get what he's, why he's so angry, but he's still the villain, so he's got to be strapped to the front of a, of a garbage truck by Sid. By Sid. I was like, Sid's, um, Sid's dump truck. Yeah, but... Her garbage truck. It's the last 20 minutes of this movie oh, that God. I think 
puts this movie to me, I, that's what I have it at, the best Pixar film ever made. And it starts at the dump. When they are in that giant room with the furnace, and all the, it's basically just a big funnel. Remember that? The incinerator. All the, pieces. the incinerator, exactly. And they're trying to get out, and they can't. And there's this <laughs> brilliantly sad and emotional moment where they all just kind of look at each other like, we're completely screwed. We are about to die. They all grab hands, and they just slowly inch towards they're ready to die the fact that a kid's film (laughs) a movie made for kids has a moment where all of the toys basically come to terms with the fact that we are about to die but we're going to (laughs) die with each other and that's okay because we're with each other is incredible no that was it's it's already in the theater i was getting choked up like jesus that was a hard hitting yeah like, I remember the theater thinking, man, Pixar, this is a great emotional climax. Nothing can be sadder than this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they get saved and they go home. They get saved by the aliens. They get saved by the aliens. And then you have the last 10 minutes of the movie where Andy <laughs> decides to donate his toys to the girl down the street. And the scene... Well, and it's not just that he decided it was deciding to donate his toys he didn't have like them toys in the donation or in the box to give Correct. her and then he opened the box and they're there and he's like well okay this is and he comes yeah. to terms with it then well he comes to or... terms with donating woody the other ones he's donating like he goes over there right. like he's fully ready i'm gonna give you a rex i'm gonna give you mr potato head mr miss day i'm gonna give you a ham it's not until he gets to the bottom of the box and looks in and sees woody and the girl right, right, knows right. him because woody was at her house for a bit and she goes, Woody, and he pulls it back like, you can't have him. And then he realizes, well, what am I going to do with it? It's brought her so much joy. Why don't I let her take these toys? And But even just talking about it gets me emotional when I talk about this movie and any other time where it's just like the fact that he's come in terms of the fact that he's done with these toys, but the toys don't have to be done bringing joy to somebody. And that final scene when he's playing with them one last time, is so good. <laughs> yeah, when he's playing, when he's playing with her and playing with the exactly. toys, and oh yeah, I and was, I was choked. I'm getting teary eyed even just talking about it. Just that he, he gets, they get to play with Andy one more time before he leaves them forever, and then the, the kicker on the whole damn thing to where if no one was crying, if people, if, if we weren't yet, but if no one was actually like <laughs> physically crying in the theater, it happened the minute they're sitting there, and he says thank you before he pulls away when she waves that when she, when she waved was when it got me when like when see, she that, had woody wave see that's that was sad but it, it it was it was him sitting in the car looking over and seeing them and saying thank you guys is what just completely destroyed me in that theater. i remember looking over at you when you were crying everyone else <laughs> that we went with were crying the audience you could hear sniffles and it was just like because it is. It's him basically realizing, I'm moving on to a new life. I'm going off to college. I'm becoming an adult. But they were the best part of my childhood, and I'm and mm-hmm. he's happy they now can go on to be with someone else. And same with Woody when he wakes up and says, see you later, partner. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just so, so good. And I, I didn't think, when they announced Toy Story 3, you know, I love Toy Story 2. I didn't think they'd be able to top it. So leaving that theater being like, oh my God, they just topped it in every single way was so 
awesome. Um, and, and, and like I said, even just past the emotional stuff, just the story's good, too, about them trying to get back home. Because, oh, my God, we've been donated. We have to get back home before Andy leaves for college, you know. The whole, and the whole just, escape sequence from the daycare with the, <laughs> all the security guards and the monkey, the symbol <laughs> the monkey, monkey on the in oh the camera God. room. Oh, it's horrifying, but it's just it's just such a well done movie. The voice acting is awesome again, and and like I said, I I I had Toy Story at one because of its cultural impact, but I thought I'm lying to myself if I don't put three at number one mm-hmm. because just in terms of the Pixar movie that's hit me the most. And has had the biggest emotional impact on me over the years, and it's been out for nine years now. Is is Toy Story three? It's it's to me, it is hands down the most masterful work Pixar has ever done. Okay. Toy Story three, Cody. What do you think of Toy Story? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I think you have have summarized it, you know, very nicely. And I think, um, really, all I can add is, you know, again, the casting. Hmm. Um. And the the new toys we get to see, of course, we get Ken, we get Lotso, we get um, all of the uh, the the girls' other toys, like the T Rex, who's you know online chatting with other toys, which that's just weird. <laughs> you get the little hedgehog, which is great because it's, uh, the poet. it's uh, Timothy Dalton, <laughs> right? Um, no, I, I I don't have you you yeah you've you've summed it up very well. Um, it, it's hard to to add much to it um i i love that they were rescued by the aliens that mr and <laughs> mrs god. potato had adopted <laughs> that's right but just thank god i mean like that whole moment yeah we're going in the incinerator it's schindler's toy box it's, yeah um that would have been a lot different movie if they had just let them die right there i know like good lord and they were ready for it which is what makes it such an, a, a great moment that they're like you know what we're going to die together at least mm-hmm. like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. It's a kid's film. Pixar. It, they knew who they were making it for. They knew they were making it for us. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite things, uh, when that movie was coming out, I remember there was a post on Facebook. It said something like, you know, me pushing a child out of the way at the theater. Get out of the way, little kid. I've waited 11 years to see this, mm-hmm. which is so true. That's how it was. It was, I remember us saying, when we were going to the midnight for this, there better damn well be no kids at this film being loud because this midnight showing, this is for us. And there were no kids in that film. There were two, and they were fine, and they were just as into it as everybody else. Right. But other than that, no, that whole screening was people our age, if not a few years older or a couple years younger. Like they, that movie was made for us. Mm-hmm. You know, theme wise, it was theme-wise, made for us. Yeah, it was. It was made for the people that grew up with Andy, which. Yeah, because it was it was oh. ten years apart, and he was a kid in one and two, and then yeah, he's going off to college in three. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I guess great. I thought they were more spread out than that, but no, one and two were bundled that closely, and it's eleven years. It was right there where yeah, it's just no. crazy. So Nick's so number one. My number one, Toy Story three. So this this so was a fun list. week. I think it was fun. Our entire list, except for Coco. And The Incredibles was the same movies, the same 10 movies. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me much. <laughs> um, what? So you had Coco. So Coco and Incredibles were the only two swaps, you said, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. I was I thought there was one more, but that's right. Yeah, no. Coco Incredibles, which I, I said. Coco, I, I you had Incredibles. Every all the other movies on our list were the same, just shuffled around a little bit. Shuffled which... around, and Toy Story three at six. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're <laughs> mad about good. that. No, not at all. You love technology and shit. So Wally being down there, yeah, Wally. I, I figured. And yeah, but I'm happy you have Toy Story two at one because Toy Story two is my favorite Pixar movie until Toy Story three. <laughs> right. Um, except it got bunched down, bumped down to your number four. Exactly, and like I said, I, I did that mostly because I didn't want to have one, two, three be Toy Story three, one and two. <laughs> and like that's the <laughs> so first I had to break thing. It up. Like the first ones that I wrote down were the Toy Story movies. It's like nope, I can't have them all yep. one, two, three. <laughs> that's, 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 exactly that's unfair. Like I, and and I, I I mean we could have. I mean it's fine. It's our list. That's it's our show. I do it, but, but I didn't want to do it. I don't want to do you know Toy Story for the top three. But they to me the best. Yeah, they're they're one of the best trilogies, and now we're getting a new series. But it's the best trilogy, one of the best trilogies ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully you enjoyed our list. Anything else on the overall list, Cody? Um, nothing else on the overall list. Uh, I every Pixar movie deserves to be watched at least once. Uh, well, no, yeah. every no 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 every movie deserves to be watched once. I, I, I still have yet to watch Brave. I couldn't. <laughs> I watched about fifteen minutes of it the other night. And turned it off. I just cannot get into that movie. No, I like. I don't Brave. know. I don't know what it is about it. It's the only Pixar film I haven't seen, and I just, I, I don't know. I just, I cannot get into it. I, to me, it feels more like, like just a Disney animated film, like Tangled or Frozen. It does you know? kind of play like and I, that, and I, I just, I guess that's why it's just turned me off. It just, it doesn't seem like a Pixar film to me. So I just, I cannot get into it. Watch it for Robbie Coltrane. Who does he play? <laughs> i just saw his name on the credits he plays i like billy Connolly. i mean he's great but i just i just i can't get into it if i want to watch a scottish movie i'll go watch how to train your dragon, how to train dragon yeah <laughs> uh robbie coltrane plays lord dingwall one of the yeah okay one of the guys <laughs> i don't know eventually 30 years from now i'll watch it <laughs> just yeah. i just can't get into it but pixar so that's pixar. our our top 10 Pixar films of all time. Hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed it. Maybe your lists are different. Maybe your lists are the same. If you'd like to let us know, we have a Facebook page, Get Ranked Movie Podcast. Go on there on Facebook, like us, share us with your friends, comment on our posts. We post, we try to post every few days, if not every day, something on there. If it's whether it's a movie meme or something about one of our shows, comment on there. Tell us what you thought. You want to post and tell us I completely disagree with you. If you're still listening again after our most hated um, or after you've listened to the jump scare episode and maybe got jump scared yourself. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Not, not sorry. And, not, and uh, did you leave in last week when I told you you should do that? I think so. Okay, I was going to say, so we, we, we did talk about that when I was telling you, maybe you should just throw some jump scare sound effects during the episode. So if you're still listening after that, thank you. <laughs> sorry um, about the one in the middle of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just Woody, you're a toy! Um, <laughs> but, uh... So if you like our show, go on there and let us know. We, we do like that. If you also love our show, go on our iTunes page and leave us a review. They help us kind of get an idea of what we should do with our show. Anything we should change helps give us uh, gets us higher up on the count for showing up in iTunes' web page. Uh, we have a website, GetRankedMoviePodcast.com. We have a Twitter that we haven't posted to since probably <laughs> the Oscars. Um, so mostly just stick to the Facebook. Yep. But uh, – other than that, let's say each week, share it with your friends, family, coworkers, anyone you can think of that you think would like this show. We 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 really like it, and we like to keep doing it as long as we can. Now, Cody has some ads. Get Ranked, a movie podcast, would not be possible without DigitalOcean. All of our episodes are hosted there. Our website is hosted there. You can get a $60 account credit by using the link at the top of our website. 
or going to getrankedmoviepodcast.com slash digitalocean. Get Ranked, a movie podcast, would not be possible without Dynadot. Get your .com, .org, .net, .whatever. You can get a small account credit if you use the link at the top of getrankedmoviepodcast.com or go to getrankedmoviepodcast.com slash Dynadot. Blue Apron. Skip the store. Get fresh ingredients delivered straight to your home. Get $60 off your first three boxes when you use the link at GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or enter GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Blue Apron. Funko. Get 10% off your entire order when you use the link at GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or go to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Funko and enter offer code SHOP10. Okay, so now that we've got all those ads out of the way, once again, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning into this episode of the Get Ranked Movie Podcast, where we talked about the top 10 Pixar films of all time. So, for this week, I am Nick. And I'm Cody. See you next time. All music and movie clips included in this podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of the movies discussed and no infringement is intended. Get Ranked Movie Podcast, Episode 20, Pixar.